0: it'll like this, this is the
1: shout out to the community, man, I appreciate
2: y'all, people, Info Joe, Los Angeles, in the building, Adrian, the problem role, the man from the frozen tundra, King,
1: straight out of Florida,
2: Liz Lowe, Decatur, Georgia,
3: <laughs> you already know what it is, it's the Queen, Merckley, K, Detroit, stand up, David Maldonado, New York City. Don't mess. Don't cut me
2: off, man. Don't cut me off. King I Amina mean, Vesics, catch me for them championship rounds. Big Super
1: Mac, Plainview, Texas. Dividian in Buffalo. God bless you all. Jesus' name. i try it ain't nothing. Without the callers, it ain't nothing, man. Bad Girl, TKO, San Diego, California.
2: Big Fish, Vegas. Palm Beach, Florida. The tree the incredible. Straight out the ATL. Showcat, I'm from the New York, suckers. SDS Coach Mide from London, UK. Let's go. I'm ready. Checking EF in from Tennessee,
1: it's Leaping James. P-A-Y-E-N-E. It's Leaping. Fine, sex, read. Just spreading that boots, gospel. Both from Belfry.
2: Only in America. But well, I'm a true attestation to the American dream.
1: King Bourne, Crown Heights, Brooklyn. You heard of our chicken wings and french fries
3: breakfast of champions, let's get to it, JT, New Orleans, Louisiana,
1: stuff like that, yo, TVB, this is coach J-Mac, New Orleans, Louisiana, 504, baby, uh, what have you,
0: C-Y-E, hey <laughs> California, like the video, subscribe to the channel, join YouTube members and Patreon this is the number one
2: pound-for-pound pound and two-division champion, Marvin the Tank Furman
3: from Dallas, Texas. Mr. DBC, L.V. from D.C. to Stunt City, Bond Squad.
2: Brandon Marie, a.k.a. the A.J. at Truckin', straight out of Cincinnati, baby.
0: MadFat 100, U.S. Virgin Islands.
2: Chick-Ciccarelli, Hollywood, California. Louis
3: Reyes, Boston Mass. Yo, drop that SDS shit, This son. message was brought to you
2: by
0: SDS Promotions.
1: The voice of the people, there is no equal. You can add Nestor Gibbs on Skype to be part of the conversation.
2: TheBoxingVoice.com As I always say, please make sure you push the thumbs up. Share this in every episode of the Boxing Voice Podcast. This is TVD.
1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. You know what it is. Uh, today we're going to be discussing, obviously, the Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall mishaps. Is it going to happen? Is it going to be canceled, postponed, pushed back? And how far back? Let's absolutely discuss. Will it be an immediate rescheduling? Will it, e- will it be push back quite some days and then we'll also even be canceled at all champ you know um yeah i don't know i I think we're pretty much sure it's gonna be canceled but i just wanted
3: to bring some optimism into the situation you know he
1: got some good coffee this morning he got that good good yo we also got to talk about joseph diaz stepping up to the plate taking on the hard-hitting william Sepera, not to be confused with jose Sepera who's going to be fighting regis progray uh i've been telling you guys about this dude i hope there's a line bo what's the line
3: damn I let me check there's no man.
1: bo let
3: there's me check. no bo yo speaking of bo uh-oh speaking of Bo, shout out to bo mac yo, oh, okay the night they was here using our gym so mm-hmm. what was that two nights ago Mm-hmm. Yo, Bo Mac was on Bo's ass about because you know Bo's from Alabama, uh-huh. and so he has a Alabama accent, if you would. Yep. So the fellas was working when there was ten seconds left. Bo would shout out ten seconds, yeah. and I guess the way he said it caught Bo Mac's attention, and he was just on his ass mm. all night long. So, It was funny, man. Early so, morning. Super Chat, Jonathan Kidder, $5, says, shout out to Bring Woke. Just saw the Tony Harrison interview. Great interview as always. Keep up the hard work and great content. Shout out to you, champ. Love Jonathan and support. Jonathan Kidder all the way in Florida, man. Shout out, man. How you doing? Let's spin this uh Super Chat. wheel. try to get you in the early morning raffle, champ. You showing us love. Early morning. We want to show that right back. Okay. I'm seeing numerous people in the chat. Saying... That the fight is postponed until October, Further notice? Un, uh, until October 15th. They October. said it's already been a- announced.
0: Oof. October
3: so, 15th. Same day as Devin Haney. Same, same day as Deontay Wilder. That's crazy. And same day as Floyd Mayweather's exhibition, bro. How
1: could they have not found a better date? Lord. That's a, quite a lot of boxing on one day. Let's just be real.
3: <laughs> Oh, well, wow. What? What is it, my friend? Hold on one second. So, box so he it, landed box-
1: on the TBV keychain. Jonathan Kidda will put you in
3: the raffle for the TBV keychain. Shout out and to you, remember, Jonathan. You won't have to send anything There's else. only
1: a little bit of those left, man. So uh, we'll be closing it pretty soon in terms of If you drop us a five-star review, we send you a free TBV keychain, authentic TBV keychain in collaboration with Sabas, a true
3: boxing glove brand in the sport. Shout out to Sabas. Champ, yeah, shout out to Sabas indeed. Um, Sabas also obviously makes the autograph gloves that you all receive, so any TBV autograph glove is a Sabas glove. I've sent you the official... A uh, statement released by boxer.
1: Mm-hmm. Official statement regarding hashtag Shields
3: Marshall. Read the full statement. Okay. It says, as a mark of respect, following the passing of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, the British Boxing Board of Control has made the decision to postpone Saturday's event, Shields versus Marshall. Our sincere thoughts are with His Majesty King Charles III and the royal family during this profoundly somber time. We are working with all parties to to provisionally reschedule for Saturday, 15 October at the O2 in London. Further updates on the new date will be made at the earliest opportunity. Pretty
1: disappointing Um this can ruin the fight altogether let's be real uh you know you got to build yourself back up you know you got to take a break now it's a full camp no fight in between i don't like this I, this is what i said yesterday i would rather them get a tune-up i don't like 16 See, weeks of training that's and, insane and if you remember, Ness- uh, I, We're in September, so October 15th, so they get like another four or five weeks.
3: I was asking for like December, <sighs> let your body reset. This You've is already... not even a
1: full camp. This is not even going to- Like, you can't even reset. Trainers are going to be like, I right, take two weeks off. They're going to hope that, you, that in those two weeks off, you dial back to like a four-week camp so that they could come back. Because like- it's like Bo Mac said, was it Bomac that we interviewed or, or we was just talking in the gym and, and, and he was like, You don't you take your time off, but you don't just come right back to doing 10 rounds. You know what I'm saying? But if the trainer doesn't know that or if the fighter feels good and pushes for that, then what? I don't like what this could turn up into, man. I'd rather them get two tune ups. I swear. Uh this is not good, let alone a crowded date like that. You know, it, that date is so crowded and, with so many significant that d- fights. That
3: date's not set. That is just, you know, um...
1: I hope that they realize how many other fights are on there and let these women
3: get their shine truthfully, bro. You know, I think, uh, another issue, too, is obviously venue availability, That's. Uh, you have to be able to secure that venue. Like we were saying, these big venues, you booking them at least a month out, month and a half out, so... We'll see. I just want to see the fight. I wish that it... You know, they would have gave them time to kind of do an entire camp over again. Like, I don't see... I think it's going to be tough, but, you know, everybody has experience in, in, in their corners at the end of the day. So, hopefully... You know, each team does it right for them, and it's able to work out, and we're able to get the best version of each lady on the night. You know, uh, Tony Harrison, he's had fights canceled, so I'm sure with his experience, he'll put something together for the, for Alicia. Al Mitchell, same same thing. He's uh, a a you know veteran in the game with Michaela, so. Uh, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. Nothing official. October 15th is the penciled-in date as of now, but uh, we'll see. Um, Did you see any of the press conference between these two? Nope.
1: There was a point where they mocked each other Mm -hmm. or emulated or mimicked. Okay. You should seek that out. I... Don't have a way of showing you without showing you someone else's content. So,
3: um, yeah. I got you, champ. I'll make sure to go check that out. That was
1: funny, though. I mean, Savannah's pretty good. This is a very interesting fight because Savannah absolutely gets under Clarissa's skin. There's no doubt. And, And that video probably won't show that, but it shows... Like the the what I what I read on her face is respect for Savannah, uh, for how good the impression was. Let's just be real, <laughs> you know. Uh, I think Carissa mocked her first, and Savannah came back at her, and they just went back and forth with it. Um, but it was it was hella funny, you know. Like you want my train? Like yo, she was she did her thing. No joke. She probably practiced that. It was that good. Um, you know, Clarissa wasn't trying to change her voice to be Savannah, but Savannah did a good job of that. Mm. She was. uh <laughs> No, I mean she made it funny. The build-up for this, they, you see, look at Kenna. Yes, she did. No, she the, made it the, funny. The
3: build-up for this fight has been great. I, let me let me uh let me re- rephrase that. The build-up for this event, true, has been phenomenal. You know, um, take my hat off to all parties involved. You know, I really try to do my best to have coverage of this event, even though we weren't going to be present. But I was truly excited. Like, true animosity between Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall. True animosity between Michaela Mayer and Alicia Bumpgardner. True. Like, true animosity between... And, and, And you know what? That's the difference. Like... Matchroom, Eddie Hearn, Jake Paul—they did a great job with Amanda and Katie. That was a phenomenal event, you know. But this is just something different. Like they, there's history with Savannah and with Clarissa. They really, really don't like each other. Obviously, Michaela and Alicia don't like each other. And at the end of the day, Ness, mm-hmm. every single lady involved is a champion. So we have an undisputed fight in one and a unification for three of the four belts in another. And I just really wanted to see... Even this morning, before the fight was officially announced, when Boxer... I'm sorry, when Clarissa tweeted, saying that the weigh-in would be pushed back two hours Nest, Michaela quote-tweet... I'm sorry, uh, Alicia quote-tweets like, Michaela must be dying right now or something like that. Like, just trolling. Like, basically, because she was... Like, throughout fight week, she's been saying how she looks a little dehydrated, a little, you know what I'm saying? So, even this morning, knowing that the event was in question, the trolling continued, the, the shit talk continued, man. So, I look forward to it. Like I said, I just hope that each camp and each each camp is able to get their fighter to do whatever is necessary to reset and still be the best fighter, you know, come on the night. so... We'll see. I, I, I just hope it doesn't lose steam, you know. Um,
1: no, I'm break, with you. A break like that. And, and what are they going to do? Come back and, and say everything again? Say the same shit four weeks from now? It ain't going to hit as hard. I don't think we going to care as much. We might start caring again on fight week, but, bro, this is not good. You know what I mean? This is not good. This is like missing a gear. You know, you in the race, you 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 put first, you you know, power shifted the second, and you fucked up third, bro. Like this is not. I just wish them the best. I hope that it is not the fifteenth. I don't want them to have any sort of competition. Give them their own date, man
3: They did so well It was such a to be fair To be fair, Ness You think about it Yes, there's a lot of boxing on that day But in reality In reality, though They really wouldn't have any competition Because none of the fights would overlap with their event You know, um Devin's fighting in Australia Technically out there October 16th So it'll be U.S. primetime Saturday night here October 15th Wilders fighting in New York that night That'll obviously be U.S. primetime Saturday night Floyd's exhibition is in Japan So that'll be early morning October 15th So yes, there's a lot of boxing on the day And obviously now if you're a fan that wanted to travel To a mega event across the world Now you have to choose between Devin and this one I don't know But as far as viewership on TV They won't have any fights overlapping with theirs Let's
1: hope you're right uh, I know for me it's going to be draining We've had these long Saturdays That we have have to cover every fight And I am not Complaining because whether it was work, I was gonna watch it anyway, and that's why I continuously say it's never work. You know, hey, let, let's do it. I don't care if it's the opener. Let's do it. I'm here anyway. I'm gonna watch the opener anyway. The, so I don't know, man. It's a lot. It is a lot, though. We'll be in here maybe seven, eight hours, uh and that's
3: probably live time. <laughs> you no, know, and and then now that I think about it too. <laughs> Yo, Floyd and Clarissa are training with the same person. Mm. John David Jackson? No, no, no. GT?
1: GT. Yeah, but he's only a pad, man. And I don't mean only at all, GT. I'm just saying.
3: He, you know. So he didn't take over as head trainer for Clarissa? Really? Shit.
1: You crazy, man. She had her media workout in Florida for a reason. Where's GT from? John David Jackson from Florida. Where GT from? That'd be interesting, bro. DM her. Mm. she she fuck with us. Mm. I mean, and she up? I don't know. Regardless, I mean, Brandon, hit up man. See if she want to come on. Fuck all that. Actually, we ain't got <laughs> we ain't got Bo to help us with the Zoom. So, actually, bring on. I got the link. I got another way to get on
3: you want me to reach out to Alicia <laughs> I'm just Alicia's
1: saying. not going through what Clarissa's going through it's a little different you know Clarissa's the main event she's got these laws that people you know try to play up so but let's shift into this William Cepeda, man Joseph Diaz what's your thoughts I couldn't find a line not even on uh pro boxing odds which is odd like they usually have everything let me see i'm on the latest odds tab uh not really too surprised recently announced and no it was announced and then it just got reannounced to a different date and venue right 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 and they pushed it forward right
3: forward pretty thought, much really yeah bro it's on october 28th or something now oh yeah they did push it forward one week it was the first saturday in november right I can't give you an exact date. I'm not even going to begin to lie, but I do feel like I remember it was. No, no, it absolutely. Whatever the first Saturday in November was, that's, that, that's when it was. I think it was like November 5th or some shit.
1: They postponed uh, the weigh-in for um, Showbox yesterday as well. You know, they're having a little Showbox in Atlantic City. So mm. is that a Friday?
3: What's today? Yeah, Friday. Today's Friday. September the 9th. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Showbox is always on Fridays.
1: So we working at. That's my boy Adorno, man. I wonder if could he... Yo, he's been given so many opportunities, right? Not so many, but like since being on ESPN and like getting that draw, then like missing weight, we've seen all that because he signed to top rank. So then when they cut him, you know he went to people that i know so i've continued to see him through social media like he went out to orlando when he started training in evolution with with jose guzman and and the other dude that used to be pitufos training nelson coach nelson so he's never fell off my radar he fought in caribi you know what i'm saying uh then he came back to showbox or or, or to pbc and fought michel right then he lost to Michelle, right adorno yes yeah. And and look, and now he's back on show by. So shout out to this young man that even though his career is not on the tracks and, and flowing down the way that he would like, bro, he's getting them opportunities, you know what I'm saying? He's getting them opportunities. And 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 you know, not to bring up an old argument, but that's what I'm saying. Like, guess what nationality he is? Puerto Rican. You know what I mean? Like certain nationalities, bro, they play up to that because of dates and locations. And it's like, no, we need a Puerto Rican. No, we need a Mexican.
3: So. Yeah, then Michel Rivera fights his only loss. So.
1: But he had to draw, too. Two draws. And then he missed weight twice. Top brand cut him for, you know, not being disciplined. Yeah. Or living up. But wait, so it's the brother that fought Jermaine Ortiz? No, he drew with Jermaine. Ah, that was the loss, though. It was a majority draw. Bruh, he didn't win that fight. But that was a good fight. And that's why I'm saying, tune into this show, Box. This kid is still a good fighter who can turn it around. You know, when you think of things like this and you're about to jump ship, remember that Tevin Farmer had four losses, you know, before he became a champion. And others.
3: And others. So I'm being told that Clarissa's still with John David Jackson. This, you know, GT's just part of the, the team. So... Yo, that's bro. You know she was fucking sparring. Uh, Franchon Cruz. Who uh, Clarissa for this camp? Oh, but they
1: they boys, man. Girls, you know they've been not- supporting each other, even though they had the fight, which is insane. But shows their pedigree. You know, one is undisputed. The other been undisputed multiple times. Champ, and they fought each other in a pro debut. Honestly. I would have been mad at my manager. Who was who was Franchon's manager at the time? Like Peter Kahn is her manager now. Yeah, I don't
3: know who was Bro. I don't even like how much you think Yo, you know I don't you, know if we can even say You, you know how much Clarissa Larissa <laughs> made for her pro debut? I don't know. Bro, off TV, let me tell you, seventy five thousand. Oof, that's huge. Seventy five
1: thousand. That's crazy. That's pretty big. Yeah, that was on the- uh, Especially for a woman, man. If you think back, like, I don't know people's pro debut. Like, I don't know Earl's. And I was following all of that Olympics uh, debut. They all debuted on Showtime, too. So they all got paid because they all debuted on Showtime. Think about that. Nobody on a Showbox. Nobody on a ESPN, Friday Night Fights, a, a Telemundo. No. Everyone- I don't know about Joseph Diaz because he chose to sign with Golden Boy. He was the only one that went the other route.
3: they um, debuted on Showtime. So so you said not Showbox, Showtime. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Showtime and they made like a special Olympian thing. That's yeah. dope. That's dope. Why not? I mean, bro, why not? You get what I'm saying? Why not use your Olympians? And continue to give him that push, continue to give him that attention, you know. But I know you were pretty excited when they announced this fight. Uh, I know you're pretty big on William Cepeda. I know that you like his style. You believe he's a pretty hard puncher.
1: He's a buzzsaw. He's a buzzsaw, but but, but you know, Joseph Diaz is a truth teller, just uh, not as, not as much as I would want him to be. like he's not Sean Porter. He's nowhere near the Latino version of Sean Porter, but he's damn close. You know, if you look back at that fight with uh, Tevin, farmer, not to be confused with Devin, you know, he really was on Tevin to win that world title. Even the tough fight with Rockamov, like he didn't give up, and he keeps punching with Devin being out
3: box he still is trying I'm going to be honest with you I was even impressed in his Gary Russell fight Yes he, I was I felt I felt yeah, that No he could fight To date to like up to that point he had gave Russell No Russell had already fought Lomachenko Yeah definitely okay. lost okay. to Lomachenko So
1: but he yeah, had gave Russell a great fight Gave Russell his toughest win his tough. Uh I thought Russell did phenomenal honestly like I seen Devin fight Jojo and no, I went not. back and watched Gary, mm-hmm. and I was super impressed because Gary was in the pocket with it, like boom, 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 and I'm like, whoa, you know, De- you know, Dev boxed them. Gary fought JoJo. Uh, I'm sure he boxed them in spots, but what
3: I remember the most is him being in there.
1: Bam, bam, bam. But that's you know what, what I'm saying? saying.
3: JoJo made him, dude. Like, JoJo made it a tough fight. Like, it, he didn't make it an easy night to where Gary could no, just No, that's his style. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I'm
1: comparing him to Porter. Like, yeah. it's you you can try and outbox Porter, but you're gonna be on that back foot and your back is gonna be against the ropes all night. Same thing. You can try and outbox JoJo Diaz, but his style is to be on top of your ass like white on rice. Uh, and, and he even gave Haney some issues here and there and landed some shots here and there. You know, I think I had it maybe ten two, 2 maybe 9-3, but he was still competitive, and I think he'll give us the test we and, need.
3: And he got hard, too.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and the thing is, like, how good is Sepera, right? How young is Sepera? How fresh is he? Because he's pretty, you know, his face looks wrinkly as hell. I, I'm about to check how old he really is. Um, They're saying 26 Lord have mercy I'm going to Google images So you can see this I
3: don't know how
1: you're 26
3: Bro I'm 25 You think I look 40 so I do not think you look 40 I mean At least 43 Because You say I look older than you And you 43 44 45 No comment on that you You think I look old champ
1: No comment No comment uh look at this one. Let's see this one.
3: Oh I would get
1: smoother. Let me see this one. I don't know, man. It's it's a little Whatever, he's twenty six. How old is JoJo?
3: I see what you're saying though.
1: Yeah, it, it it like he look like he's old but then he's not. I don't know, but He's no, a motherfucker. I, see, I, I, <laughs> I see. hope they're doing testing, though, right? Because I'm just going to say all his fights been out there until he got on the scene with Golden Boy. And, you know, he's strong, man. He's strong. So hopefully they're on the right, you know, they're on the right even playing field.
3: Yo, some idiot in the chat said, um, this is why big fights need to happen in America. Nobody dying is stopping business here. Yeah, because the all the people dying to, during the pandemic didn't didn't stop nothing over here, right? <laughs> we had no boxing for like Damn, four months. So you
1: think they refund? Nah, they ain't gonna refund the bets, right? Yeah, of course.
3: What? Of course.
1: No, bruh, I had that locked in. I thought they just going to postpone, so we just move it over. What the freak?
3: I don't know. They saying-
1: Bro, Pete, that's not fair. Pete's I had better
3: odds. So now they're going to- Now the bookies see- Check. Check. Somebody- I'm going based off of what people- Somebody literally in the, in the chat had just said that they got their money back since the <laughs> fight's canceled. But uh, the fight's technically not canceled. It's crazy. only postponed. That's crazy. It is only postponed. Honestly, that's crazy
1: because I caught Clarissa early. Now the bookies know that we believe in Clarissa, so they gonna fucking start the line in October different. Check, bro. I'm, relax. You gotta log in. I don't want to just uh, check without being logged in. Open bets. Yeah, nah. My Clarissa's still on Bavada. Let me check my, my 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 bookie one though, cause you know I'm on two of them. I'm betting two places places.
3: Nope. Uh... Damn, so there's no boxing on Saturday now? Wow, you kidding me? Day off. Let me see.
1: Let me see. Nah, my bet's still here for Savannah and Clarissa and the McKellar Mare and Bumgarner on my bookie as well. So both my bets still good. And they better keep me locked in. I don't want no... Nothing else, nothing.
3: But yeah. Uh, so that so? somebody that person said that that's if you bet through Fanduel. Okay. So Fanduel. We if don't you guys, fuck with Fanduel, guys. If you guys bet, he in Jersey somewhere, or something Check your check your uh what you call the champ? Oh, the kitty, right? Check check ch- your kitty, baby. Check your kitty. See if you got that thing right.
1: Shout out to It means good for the beautiful shirt this morning.
3: Appreciate it. We Comfort. Bo- Yo, that's crazy. We both wearing ours.
1: Oh, you you Oh, I didn't know he had long sleeves.
3: Yeah, it was I think one in there, like one. That's some stuff.
1: Las Vegas shit for real to have a long sleeve on. What you mean? I mean, Las Vegas and Florida though. What you mean? To not to stay out the sun.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, but um, but nah, I saw it was going to be un, un, under under 100 today. I'm like, fuck it. Might as well. Oh, sh- under 100? I better get my coat. Yep. High <laughs> 94 today.
1: <laughs> Bro, I woke up, was driving to work. That shit said 91. Mm. I'm like, damn. That's it? I mean, you know, what more you want. Yo, Japan- Let me see if they got any highlights of Sepeda on their Instagram.
3: But you was about to say J-Leon what? No, I was going to say, uh, did your pool
1: get dirty? Uh, No, I got the the, the vacuum. Always runs. Mm. Why? Wow. No, oh, because yesterday was windy. It was a little I windy, don't know. A little dusty. I don't know. I went out late night to smoke, though. Bro, my curtains was going up on top of the roof. I had to pull them down. Get
3: the fuck out of here. For
1: real? No, it was windy as hell. Oh, wow. Like, windy. Like, I started to question, are the curtains going to fly away? But then I remembered... The, it's, we screwed it in yeah so you know it would literally have to rip the whole curtain rod off which it's not a normal curtain rod it's meant for outdoors so it's like but it got crazy out there uh but i didn't you know i didn't go out there this morning to see if anything dropped in the pool Hopefully, yeah
3: casual bass guy i thought about saying something but you know ness i know ness but he says TBV goes MMA tomorrow night, fellas. Tune in. First ever TBV MMA live fight chat. The, no. Yeah, there's a If it was like McGregor or did. Ronda Rylesy. I mean Ronda's... I ain't fought in the US in like eight years. I know, I know, but that's years, what I'm saying. Five years.
1: Like, we need the big names. We ain't coming out for Nate Olaz. Coming out for Nate is like coming Bruh. out for James Tony right now.
3: Nah, I think it's like coming out.
1: Nate is old as Shamrock. Yo, did Danny tell y'all we met Shamrock? He came up in here like, yo, guys, get me on your show. We're like, nah, bro. We don't fuck with MMA. Danny was like, are you Ken Shamrock? <laughs>
3: <laughs> bro, you is the biggest capper.
1: <laughs> you did get up to shake his
3: hand. Bro, so did you. After I seen you, I had to be respectful. I'm like, oh, this guy. I mean, my man's walked up over here. I shook his hand.
1: You're like, oh, my God, you're MMA legend.
3: <laughs> bro, word is born. I don't think I've ever even seen like one of his highlights, bro. Swear to God, bro. that is the most
1: ironic thing that, that 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 out of the two of us, I'm the one that's seen him.
3: Never seen. Did, him.
1: Isn't that the one that fought James Tony? I wouldn't
3: know. You're lying. I swear to God,
1: he didn't fight James Tony. I don't know. Liar. Don't know. You're lying. I swear to Liar. God, I don't believe you. Bro, I'm being for real. He said, any bets for tonight's fight card? Let me see what my bookie got, but it's tough, man. We talking about Showbox. It's like, they
3: be be playing us with boxing, man.
1: Let's see what they got, though. And that was a super chat, right?
3: Yo, and then I guess, like, so yesterday they had the press conference for that UFC card this weekend. Well, Mm -hmm. they were supposed to, Mm -hmm. but then I guess, like, the co-main event and the... Yeah, so one of the fighters in the Coleman and one of the fighters in the main event start scrapping like back. Oh, and the Diaz shit. Yeah, but yeah, because no, Diaz brought like no, no, no. It ain't had nothing to do with him. But the then thing. they teams fight too. No, that's the that's thing. what they reported. No, 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 no. Because I even know the numbers. It, it was, it was, yeah. I, but that was the thing. It was like I watched the press conference with. So when Dana spoke on it, he's like, yeah, Nate showed up with 50-some people. I really think it was and more than that. the other
1: dude showed up with 35.
3: Uh, yeah, I really think it was more than that. But um, regardless, it was like Shemayev and fucking um, uh, Kevin Holland. So it was like... see
1: who this dude, Christian Billy yeah. actually fought.
3: I'm listening to you. No, no, no. It was just funny. They can't... Like, they made it seem... Dana's like, yeah, we've never in the history had nothing happen like this. And she like, bro, he made it sound so bad, like he didn't even go into details. I'm like, damn, it was just like a little scrap. Like, what are we talking about?
1: When I say France, what's the first thing come to mind?
3: France, the country. No fighter, though. No.
1: That's not the first thing come to mind because that's not what they're known for? Or... Like, why Why as a boxing podcaster and, you know, like, interviewer, why didn't boxing, why didn't you associate it with boxing?
3: It's just not what came to mind, you know?
1: When you see, like we talked about with Steven Edwards yesterday, do you feel like he does now that he said that? When you see a knockout ratio that is high, do you... Automatically give credit and say like, you know that other phrase out there like, man, he knocked out every man in front of him. That power real, or
3: are you more of the like, who did he knock out? Yeah, I think you. I I I always used to believe you have to consider who they knocked out. Mm-hmm. You know when when they knocked him out, right? But. As of late trainers and people in the business industry been I mean in the boxing industry been leading me to believe like yo maybe you need to consider if they get a knockout it really don't matter who they knocking out they're still knocking them out so consider them as a puncher Yeah
1: so that brings me to this person in question Christian M- Billy. Is it do you pronounce the M? I don't know Because I paused because of that. Is it Billy or Millie or Mabilly? M'Billy. And I don't. Can we even say Ma without an A?
3: Sure. (laughs) Just just say it. This
1: is a bad box rec pick. I don't even think he looks like this anymore, being truthful. But uh, he's got a 90% knockout ratio. And I'm only looking into this one because people are asking for bets. Um. He did not knock out Ronald Ellis. So, you know, before Steven Edwards' interview yesterday, I was more of the down the lines of who did you knock out? Not just because you knocked out. But it also matters the fashion in which you do it. So, seeing that he didn't knock out Ellis who I'm pretty sure Benavidez knocked out, right? Stopped him, yeah. So, again, being as though... And look, the common opponent is with DeAndre Ware, who Ronald Ellis lost to in a 10-round decision. All I'm saying, this might be a fight to go the over. Uh, I do know Najib Muhammadi. I'm pretty sure... If I click on this, you'll see that he fought someone in the light heavyweight division. Maybe like a Kovalev or somebody on HBO. Okay. Yeah, let me double
3: check. Just want to remind everybody that is tuned in live with us. We have reached 155,000 subs. Yeah, he fought Kovalev on HBO. But he fought a lot of good fighters. Uh, Kovalev
1: stopped him. Vazdek stopped him Chudinov did not George Groves beat Chudinov Remember that Shishkin stopped him That's Dimitri's fighter Vladimir uh, I don't know Shevardenko Ivgani I never heard of him He Went a decision with him And Mabili stopped him Muhammadji. So that's another common opponent with some decent world class fighters, Keandre Leatherwood. Wow, he beat. Okay, I wonder if he caught him off for of like a inactivity. Well, he definitely caught him off. Okay, he got him off a win at least, but he stopped him. I don't know. I I I I I might be interested in the in the over, but there's no prop bets, and today is Friday. My bookie sucks. Let me go to. Let me actually go to Bovada. Bovada and see if they got him. Because that might be the bet, fellas. What else is on that show box called Adorno? Micah,
3: could you um please go get our first guest? Who's that? Ralph Velez. Never heard of him. The announcer. Okay. You funny.
1: Okay. Ooh, better odds over here if you believe in where. Plus 1,100 for wear. But that also is an indicator that this bookie believes way more in Christian Mibili, who's minus 2,500 by money line. Now, we only care about the total rounds over and under. Let me go ahead and screen share this before we go into intermission and bring our first guest in. Uh, these are good. Odds on the group rounds, but I really don't like two group rounds. I would rather three group rounds. I don't like single group rounds. I mean, I don't like single round bets. This is still two group rounds. When will this fight round one or two? Nope. 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 Outcome. The thing with the two rounds that See, I like, even that- they know. Even they know. Man, I'm, I'm good, bro. Even they know it's going to decision. Mobili is a minus 360 by... Oh, no. Wow, 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 wow. He's a minus 360 by knockout. Okay, so they don't know. They don't know. They fucked up. He going to decision, in my opinion. I think he can, rather. I'm not a, I'm not as confident as Zang or Javert. let's say, going the over. But I, I feel safely... That he would will, he will go over or that it would be a decision. So you can bet the Christian Millie by decision at plus two 12, uh, 265. I mean, put something light on it. Let me see what that look like. So risk like, uh, let me see, two makes you $5, which is double your money plus a little bit more. But I know y'all don't like betting that small like me. Five makes you 13, which is almost triple
3: your money. Five makes you 13. Yeah, it's almost triple. Yo,
1: that's a dollar 75 short. What up?
3: I'm on Bovada. Plus your five back though. I'm on Bovada right now. So you make
1: 1825,
3: uh-huh. And just since we're talking different prop bets and what's available and what's not. Yeah. First thing, obviously NFL started last oh, night. Oh god. No, listen. I'm listening. I go look at the games for this Sunday. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Each game has over, hold on. Each game has over 150. Oh b- shit. This shit right here.
1: Okay. Yo. I didn't notice that the over is even money. And it literally says even. This is the first time ever in my life I've seen that. Really? Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, I don't bet like that in other sports, so. Um, I like that. I like that. Over six and a half really means seven, though. Remember that. Can let's go back to Andre. Uh, let's see how, how many times he's made it to seven. And Billy's a puncher, you got to consider that. Uh, is he out there? Uh, Micah, okay. We're gonna go to intermission in a couple of seconds here. Let me just that's eight rounds. He went with Christopher Booker. I would have. Preferred him not to go 8 with Booker Booker's more of a journeyman but okay Nelson Big Nelson Steven Nelson from B&B Boxing And over there at Bud's house He um, He's got He got the knockout Shiskin got the knockout mm. Kellick went 8 I like Weird man He's tough He's an Ohio fighter too right I'm yep. not familiar Toledo. With ah I, I mean it's worth it, bro. I mean, what's five dollars, bro? Five wins you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, damn, we gotta go here. Five wins you almost fifteen. Definitely get you eighteen twenty five back, which is your five plus thirteen twenty five. I don't know. I think it might be worth it. Mm. Think it might be. Let me see what ten looking like. Bro. What why is that?
3: Oh, because it's even money. Did you see the dude? Who? I felt bad, and I think the person shouldn't have recorded this. What? But, yo, it was a video of, like, somebody in the fucking hallway here in Vegas. Like, a uh, not casino, but, like, where the rooms is at. Bro, crying, bawling, yelling. Like, I lost it all, everything. Bro, like, losing all they fucking money. And let me tell you, I was trying to say, I'm on Bovada right now. I see how they do that. Bro, each NFL game has 150 bets. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Bro, people gonna find all type of crazy shit to bet on. Since you're talking
1: bets, you know I went through the Instagram of that dude Mickey that we were supposed to get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um man, he wins a lot of money, bro. Oh, yeah. Lord. Lord. I wonder did he lose it all? Because you win big, you got to lose big. And he's posting.
0: Four yeah. million dollar nah, wins. He, he, three
1: million dollar wins. He his losses. One point four million dollar win. It's like he
3: po- He posted that one point two million dollar loss when he. It was a poker game and Ryan Garcia was in it. Ryan was. It was like a celebrity poker game and he lost like one point two million. And I saw him post. Like he's the one that posted it. So that's how that's I. That's crazy. That's how I saw him. <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna take a quick intermission. Be right back. After these messages, brought to you by Kanichi Bear. We'll be
0: right back.
1: What up, what up, what up, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Boxing Voice. We're joined alongside Ralph Velez, ring announcer. And uh, you're exclusive to TMT or you're open to work with everyone? Oh, give me one second. Ah! Sorry. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Sorry about that, but that, uh, Ralph's mic should be yeah, all good now. You do good. know that Bo had a family emergency. He's not in studio, so we're doing the best we can. And we do apologize to Ralph Velez for that, but we didn't want to cancel the
2: interview. Uh, but how are you, man? I, I was asking, are you exclusive to TMT? Uh, I, I'm exclusive. Well, first of all, I'm not, but my loyalty is to TMT. Leonard okay. Allaby, uh, those guys brought me in. And as Danny knows, Danny's been going to our shows that we had at the Samstown before he even got into the industry was like six, seven years ago. And uh and I just if, if it's a if it's a Floyd fight first, that's who I'm with. Golden Boy, obviously, Floyd and Oscar have their thing going on, so I don't I don't deal on that spectrum, but if it's a PBC a promotions card, yes, yes, I'm. I'm so did they to that.
1: give you your start, or were they the first big promotion no. to hire
2: you? No, man, it was crazy. The story's crazy. I've been wanting to get in this business since I was four years old, man. I used to watch wrestling, and this dude named Howard Finkel. He was a small little ring announcer, but the dude had pipes, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, man, I need, I need to be like that guy. That dude was announcing Hulk Hogan in front of 90,000 people, and everybody's going crazy. And I just got, I just got drawn into that. So. Bro, I started announcing everything from Little League games. I'd play my Little League games at seven, eight years old. Then I'd go announce the big boys, mm. uh, the 12-year-olds. So I kept doing that, man, until I was like in my 30s, dude. I announced. So when my,
1: did this dream start? It,
2: it, it started at 32. At, I was 32 years old. And I, and I said, okay, you know what? I don't know how this is going to happen. I know that if if it lines up for me. It's, it, we're going to roll with it. And it was crazy. Uh, there was a boxer named Jesus El Martillo Gonzalez, the only dude to ever beat Andre Ward. Mm-hmm. That's my homie in Phoenix. And in the newspaper, it said, uh, Jesus Martillo Gonzalez coming back to fight in Phoenix. And right then, I was like, dude, I'm announcing this fight. I don't care what I got to do. I don't care what I have, who I have to talk to. I'm announcing this fight. So I called up the company, and these damn dudes were in Canada. It was a Canadian promoter. So I said, look, I said, I announced all the fights here in Phoenix. In my mind, I announced all the fights in Phoenix. We were really, really having fights uh, at that time. And uh, I said, whatever you need done here, everybody that announces fights in Arizona, I do them. And I'm going to be honest with you, I really hadn't done any fights, right? We, we, didn't have, we weren't really rocking like that in Arizona at the time. And the dude was like, all right, cool, Like, send me a demo. So I went and downloaded this bootleg version of Fruit Loops that all these rappers were using at the time. I put it in my laptop, I went to Radio Shack, bought a $4 microphone, recorded the demo, sent it to him, and in a week they called me back and they're like, all right, it's gonna be a club card at the Celebrity Theater, it's a small, 2,000-seat arena in Phoenix, and you can do the show. I was happy, bro, I was excited. He called me back two weeks later and says, man, we got good news and bad news, which one do you want? Oh, I said, man. well, bad news first, bro, always. And he said, we're not, we're not doing the ESPN Friday Night Fights card anymore or uh, we're not doing the club card anymore, ESPN Friday Night Fights, I bought the slot. Mm. So I'm thinking Diamante, Thomas Triber, even Lennon was doing the Friday Night Fights back at that time. I said, well, thank you. I'd like to go to the show still, you know, and to support you. He says, no, nah, bro, I-, I gave you my word. You're going to do it, and mm. I'm going to fight with these guys to let you in. So basically I, I didn't fib my way into ESPN, but I kind of like curved my way into this situation. So I was like, dude, what the hell am I going to do, man? I said, I I announced all these cards. I'm acting like I know what's going on. In my mind, I had done all these cards practice on, you know, at home. But now it's for real, bro. This is a real deal. Like, I can't back out of this now. So Mm -hmm. I just prayed on it, man. I said, you know, if I'm supposed to be here, Lord, let's roll. And it was the first ESPN card uh, they did in 3D, Was they were trying to do that 3D thing with those weird cameras back then. And, uh, and we broke records for that fight, uh, ratings-wise. It went all the way down to Central America. They showed it in Europe, and uh, and we just hit it off. Dude, I didn't even know what a fob was. They were like, you need to come put this fob in. And I'm like, all right, I'll be there. Bro, I didn't know about the earpiece. I didn't know about any of that stuff. And I just prayed on it, man, and we, we hit a home run. Uh, the local promoter was in the crowd. He called me and said, we're doing a show. We got two fighters in the Mayweather gym that Roger's training. They're going to fight on this card. I said, great. Bob Ware, Floyd's cupman,, Man, mm-hmm. showed up at the fight in Phoenix. And I had to pick him up from the airport. And back then I was Team Pacquiao. You know, I told you that story. That I was, man, I was Manny Pacquiao fanatic, bro. Like that dude was like everything for, you know, for mm-hmm. us. Especially as he was whooping up on our Mexican, and we had no choice but to embrace him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, man, I'm not picking up Roger Mayweather, man. I'm not, I, I got stuff going on, bro. That promoter asked me to pick him up. I said, I can't. I can't do that. That's against my, what I'm believing right now. Mm-hmm. He said, no, please do it. I got nobody else to pick him up. It's this dude named Bob Ware, the cut man, and then Uncle Roger. I picked him up from the airport, and within the first five minutes, Uncle Roger's asking where we're going, what bar we're going to, You know, where, 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 where the girl's at, whatever. He just wanted to hang out, man, have a <laughs> good time, bro. So I'm like, what the hell? Like, I looked at Bob. I said, is he for real? He goes, yeah. He goes, he don't want to go back to the hotel. It's boring. Let's go do something. Bro, I took those cats out the whole night. We didn't get back to the hotel till 3 in the morning. Damn. And we became friends ever since then. So Bob told uh, Kenny Craig and these guys back here in, in, in Vegas, like, yo, like this cat's really serious and passionate about what he's doing. You got to give him a listen. And uh, they called me like a week later, dude, and I thought somebody was playing bullshit with me. And I said, you know, whoever this is, calling me, talking about Mayweather Promotions, you want me to come to Vegas, man, the hell with you, you know. Hung up the phone. Uh, they called me right back. They're like, look, you want to come or not? We're going to give you opportunity. We're not playing. You come. So I, I came. I went, I met with Kenny, and we did Showbox. Andrew Tabidi on Showbox like a month later, and I've been with him ever since. It's been six and a half years, man. And I met this cat like he was in the crowd, bro. And I, the first thing I recognized, he would always sit in the Samstown, where I, I think the best shows in all of boxing for fans is Samstown because you could buy a cheap $20 seat, and you like literally 30 feet from the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would see this cat with this socks hat on all the time. And one time I, <laughs> I walked up to him, I said, man, you're you a socks fan to the dead. You're always wearing this white socks stuff. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm a big socks fan or whatever. And I, and I met him back then. And then he started getting into the industry, and we became you know, close friends. And I, and first of all, before we even get into anything else, I need to apologize to both of you. First of all, I apologize to you like a man because you said something on Twitter uh, regarding Tank uh, to Leonard Allaby and I, as a friend, stepped in, my overdid my boundaries and said something to you which was out of line, and I haven't apologized to you like a man yet, so I'm doing that right now. Now that we're going to be friends, I'm going to stick up, <laughs> up for you the same way. It's just ah. how I am, man. So just, uh, I apologize for that. And then secondly to you guys, you guys had me scheduled I think a few weeks back and I had to uh, cancel on you guys, so I apologize for that because that's very unprofessional. So I apologize to you. And apologize to the podcast as a whole, but uh, you know we make mistakes. Apology accepted, you know, it. and it's all good, man. We appreciate
1: it. No, I, I never took anything personal. But um, yeah, that's an amazing story, man. So now, so now, what? Because Mayweather hasn't really been doing any more Sam's Town shows. No, so, we we are you looking to expand, or are you still waiting idle? Because you you may get something.
2: No, the thing of it is that I do. A, I I've done. Um, some other stuff for other promoters. We've done other network stuff. Uh, for me, when Floyd is done doing this exhibition circuit, that's when I'll go ahead and say, okay, now that we're done with doing all this stuff, I'm going to expand. Uh, oh, he t- so you announced... Oh, yeah, I did the Dubai. Yeah. I done Japan. I'm going to Japan next
3: week. Yeah. I do Whoa. all his stuff. He did the Japan one uh, when Floyd did the New Year's one. Damn, yeah. so you was about to be on the helipad. He was? Oh, was a, I he actually, was. actually
2: I went up there and announced anyway... And I put it out there. I said, you know what? It's on your Instagram. Yeah, it's so on Instagram and my Twitter. I said, you know, I'm gonna be the only dude that's gonna do this. I said, they cancel this shit, but I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna come up here and do it anyway. So they let me go up there, and I announced, you know, Floyd from up there. That's great, bro. That that was if it that would have gone through. If that would have gone through, this, I'm telling you, bro, that would have been. Epic man, dude!
1: That shit—it's the first of its kind. So That's why I you, was so excited did because you sti- of that helipad.
3: Did you still announce uh, in Abu Dhabi? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what happened was is
2: that um, wow, I was really disappointed because
3: I mean they canceled. We're going through it now, obviously with uh, the Queen's passing I heard about that today. They, That's they terrible, just officially man. postponed yeah. um,
2: this Clarissa Shields card. That's terrible. Like we really were excited. I mean we were there for a week, and I gotta tell anybody that has a chance to go to Dubai in the UAE, you got to do it at least one time. It, it is uh, it is the most unbelievable place I've ever been to. It was hot as hell. The humidity is terrible. But I was with Kenny Bayless, and that's my road dog because whenever we do Floyd's exhibitions, they take Kenny because Kenny's, you know, referee Floyd for years, yeah. you know. Um, but – we get there, and I'm getting excited, and we go up there, and all of a sudden, they're like, yo, like, we had to go home. I'm like, what do you mean we had to go home? They're like, yeah, the ruler just passed away. So all the clubs that DJ Bling, which is Floyd's DJ, had set up for all of us, that got canceled. No parties, no nothing. And I'll tell you, even when they say Dubai, you can't have parties, you can't. No, bro. Like, in the hotels, they wild out. And they canceled everything. So... I'm sitting there like, dude, this is this sucks. We came 20 hours, bro, to just sit there and do absolutely nothing, and then we got to wait two days to go home. But then Abu Dhabi stepped in, and those are the same cats that brought Dana White to Yaz Island. And they're like, what's it going to take for you guys to stay? And then they threw out a number, which is above my pay grade, and all of a sudden the check was written, and we're on our way to Abu Dhabi. And it was crazy because I was like, I, honestly, I, announcing Floyd and being around Floyd, is cool. But again, you know, when people on the outside see him, you just got to step away because it's a circus, man. It's a madhouse. Like you, you've been around it. Like he right. shows up and like the whole world just attacks, and you just can't have any peace. So you got to step out and let that take its its course. But the 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 fight got moved one day notice. We go into Yaz Island and the Etihad Arena, and they they put the fight out in one day. And I'm like, damn, I'm going to be announcing in front of, like, nine people, which I didn't care because I, I just wanted to get it done. But it's, it's when you announce, obviously, with a big crowd, it it, it gets you pumped up, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. we did the uh, Floyd uh, tension fight, there was 65,000 people in there, and they had been there since 8 in the morning. To midnight it's an all-day card bro jesus it's an all-day card those fans eight in the morning yes, they do it every year bro yes, sir. Every in year. japan for new wow. years every That's year too much. they have a card from eight to two everybody takes an hour break and then they start the second card and they all stay they all stay and it's crazy um so i thought man we gonna i'm gonna be announcing in front of nine people it's gonna be rough to put this off bro they sold the whole arena out like in one day i walked in they had it set up for 9,500, and all 9,500-plus were there. And they went crazy for Anderson Silva. They went crazy for Floyd. And we had a really good time. Those dudes over there really know how to treat people. And it's uh, it was amazing, man. So we going again that on the sounds 25th. Sounds amazing. Yeah, we going again on the 25th. And uh, I appreciate Floyd always bringing me, man. I'm his guy. So it's uh That's it's crazy. Out. You're
1: like the announcer version of Andy, you know, because <laughs> you made it happen. Like, Andy got in Eddie's DMs and got that AJ fight, and... You know, your your, your persistence, because yeah. the way you make it seem is like, you know, you learned on the job.
2: I did. And I learned from television, man. Like, Jimmy Lennon's my mentor. I, he's a good friend of mine. I speak to him on a regular basis. You know, when you coming up, like, the, now the Jeremiah Gallegos and all these guys that are starting to ring announce, you know, you take from everybody, but you got to make it your own. Like, you learn. Oh, okay, that's a pause. This guy did this pause, and it worked. This guy did, you know, this way, and it worked, and you just got to mold it. You don't steal. And Oh, well, of,
1: I got to ask you then. What do you think about Diamante's Ralph
2: <laughs> Velez? Oh, uh, yeah. Velez. You know, um, Dave is really cool, man. That dude outside the ring, uh, you you met him, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, you yeah, guys yeah. all know We, we yeah. all know that. Like, he's, a, he's just a cool cat, dude. So, like, that dude's been around for, for a minute. long I, time, I, I, bro. I've been,
1: since I'm from the Tri-State area, I've watched him yeah. work. Yeah. All the BBK no, shows do, for Lou
2: DeBella. And he's used to do star boxing, right? Yeah. And so he, if anyone deserves. The shine? The shine. If anyone deserves to be in that position, to be honest with you, it's him. Because cats don't know. He's been announcing for 20 years plus, man. You know? And he he did whatever he could. He did the ESPN Friday Night Fights, the star boxing, never complained. Then he got a chance to go uh, announce for the Brooklyn Nets for a while. So he's well-rounded. Um the double name, he does it because he honors the sport because he's a real historian. Like, you talk to this cat, and you're thinking, ah, this dude just smokes cigars, and he's got his dress with it. No, dude, like, the dude is smart. Like, he'll go back 20 years and say, well, this fight happened, and this and this this and this dude went, and I'm just sitting there, and I learn something new from that cat every time I, I hang out with him. So I, I asked him, I said, you know, you get so much shit, bro, on Twitter for the double name. Do you even pay attention? He goes, I don't care. He goes, I do it because in the olden days, that's how it was done. And I feel that's the proper way to do it. So, shouts out to Double D, man. That dude's, that dude's all right. I don't know that I love it, though. It, it, it,
1: you know, it always confuses someone. Like, the casual always turns to you like,
3: why is he saying the name <laughs> yeah. twice? Yeah,
1: but
3: yeah. That, I, I, get, I agree with the casual part, but I don't know. I, I like it in the sense you do. that, bro, for me, if I'm a fighter, it's like especially like me in my situation look hear me hear me i know it's like damn that last name bro it's like put it out there twice it's like for me your name is everything bro and that like my name means a lot to me so if you're gonna say it once you're gonna say it twice yeah but
1: remember that that he says ralph velez velez that second velez or the second last name is never the same tone yeah like, it's always yeah but yeah.
2: high low I know, and i get you on that like for me i always put a huge emphasis on and maybe one day you know this cat can pull up a video or whatever like even what
1: when I, you ain't giving us a live before you go
2: yeah, I'll give you. I mean, I got to wake up. You guys have been doing this. you, know, <laughs> what this you want Coffee? We got coffee. Nah, nah, we got good. we yeah. got energy drinks. Yeah, yeah, you? I'll get you for, before we leave. But on the real, like, the the last name for me, especially for Latinos, it gets everybody riled up, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that's just the way I I do it, and it seems to work for me. And for David, he that's the way it works for him. And it, it's crazy because uh, everybody has their own style, like Lupe Contreras. He's real chill all the way through, just real chill. Jimmy Lennon. Bro, Jimmy Land don't even strain his voice, dog. Chews gum while he announces, dog. Choose mm. gum. I said, Jimmy, you chewing gum? He says, Yeah. He says, You saw that? I go, Yeah, I saw that. I'm watching you, bro. Like, you, 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 my, you, my teacher. I'm watching you. So everybody has their own style, like uh, you know, Buffer. Over the years, after he had his uh, his cancer scare, he's really toned it down. He's real chill now and only does like select paper reviews,
3: but he can because he gets that paper whenever
0: For he does sure. it.
2: You know, so.
0: And
3: I, I I feel like uh, it kind of makes us appreciate Buffer a, 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 a little bit. Would you say that you know obviously you you know the history of the announcing, mm-hmm. who would you say really put the ring announcing like on that on that level? Would you say it was Buffer or who who would you say? Well,
2: yeah, I mean that, you know, the story of sitting at home at 30, 40 years old and being he was being he was a model at that time, bro, and he just like his kids were like Dad, you could do that and he said, "I can," you know. He was kind of questioning himself, and then he tried it out, and like you, you know, he had weird shit, you know, his, his taglines, manual battle stations, and all this other shit. It just didn't work, you know. And he he look, he took from Muhammad Ali. He admitted like that. He said, "Rumble, boy, rumble." He said, "Ah, I'm gonna use that," you know. Like mine, it's time to shine. I ain't gonna lie, and I was breaking news to the world. I took it from the Pine saw lady, that Pine saw commercial. That You know, shine, baby, whatever. I said, oh, that's it's time to shine. I go, that's that'd be kind of cool. And I tried it out. So the pine, I got shots out to the Pine Saw lady in the commercial because <laughs> I got it from there. You know, everybody mm. takes from somewhere and just makes it their own, you know. And uh, some taglines are good. And, like, you know, like David Diamante, that five stars now, he barely started doing that. But it seems to work for him, you know. It, and he gets a pop from that. You know, I always tease him about his hair. I said, one of these days, bro, your dread's going to get caught in that ring rope and you're going to, you know. and he just uh, he laughs about it because that's his that's his that's That's
0: that's part of his image image at
2: this point yep
1: and it's so long bro it's crazy I almost feel like it stopped growing because I I feel like (laughs) I've never not known him with that long Mm -hmm. ass hair and you know you might think it's not as long because sometimes he wears it in a high ass man bun but when that shit comes down oh no yeah I wonder who
2: does that I know he don't do that shit himself he's gotta have somebody do that man bun for him that's kind of hard. Or maybe he does. Maybe he does do. I'm going to have to ask him one day. No. Nah, yeah. I'm, I'm.
3: I'm sure. I'm sure he does it himself, man. He's had that hair, like you said, as long as you've known him, man. So. Yeah. And it's
1: been a minute because I remember before he got that big opportunity, it was like uh, him. Um. The, what's uh? Don't help me. Oh my God! It's so sad. All do, right.
3: Fucking
1: help do, me. Who? PBC guy.
3: Ray Flores. Ray Flores. <laughs> Ray Flores.
1: And uh, yeah. another announcer. It was so strange. Three McElroy. announcers at the Barclays Center. And, um, you know, we had that conversation. I, You know, Ray's always really cool with us. So, Boxing Voice, he sat down. You know, they give out food in the Barclays. So, we sit and having, you know, whatever we're having. And they start talking. And we bring up announcing. And who's going to take over? You know what I mean, uh, and at that time, obviously he wasn't working with the zone yet. He's still with Lou. Lou's with Al. They doing them Barclay shows. You know, Ray is also with PBC, so he's there. And, and what did he say? What was his answer to that? Humble answer. He he no one no one wanted to say they were gonna
2: be yeah. the guy to take oh, over they're all, for Buffer. So they were all there, you're saying they're all there at the same time. Yeah, so oh, time. you okay, know, me you.
1: me staring the pot. Yeah, I'm like, yo, so who's gonna take over for fucking Buffer? Like, which one of y'all think is y'all gonna be the next guy? And nobody stepped up, you know what
2: I'm saying, to yeah. say, oh me. But inside they were all thinking it though. Oh, we all I'm think sure. It. You know, we all
0: dream But of it's
1: that. so crazy that to, that day to see now look at them like. Fuck, Ray is the man for PBC now, and and, and obviously Diamante's the man for Zone now, outside of whenever they bring in Buffer. Like, I'm sure Buffer's going to do Saturday. Next. Uh,
2: M- Buffer's doing the social go- gloves, I think. Get the hell out of dude, me. Fight? the last one.
1: No, and they hired him for the Jake. Uh, what was it? Not the Jake. The one we just saw. It was KSI. Like, yeah, the KSI. Yeah, they, I
2: mean, dude, those guys got cash, bro. Yeah, they paying. They, they paying. Know? And that's the thing,
1: too. And that gives you that big fight feel. When you got Michael Buffer...
3: It's like, oh, no, this is real. I, I mean, bro, they brought him, uh, was last year, the first year that the Raiders were out here?
2: Yeah, they brought him. And, they, well, they,
3: they, they brought him, bro, they, they'll bring him to the football games. They brought him to, and
2: Bruce. They, both, they had them both out there, which shout-out to Bruce Buffer, too. Like I, I'm going to be real. I've never seen anybody sign so many autographs and take so many pictures with people. I know he does MMA, but that dude is a real cool dude, man. Like, that dude is uh, – I know Michael's probably tired of doing that because at some point you want to have you know normalcy, normal. Yeah, life. you
1: at some point you want to get from A to B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't but, want to be but, stopped. But
2: Bruce Buffer, if he gets from A to B in two and a half hours, he don't give a shit. Like that's that's just him. And Wilder it, was different. like that too, man. Like if yeah. you
1: came out there, he he wouldn't turn you down for a pick. Yeah, I never seen that.
2: I mean, look at just the other day when they were interviewing him. On the Andy Reese telecast, I mean, the dude was taking pictures constantly. Every time they turned to him, he had somebody in his arms or smiling or, like, you know, he's – that dude's one of a kind, man, when it comes to that department. Mm-hmm. Wilder's one of a kind. But, no, we got some good things coming up. I, I'm going to be uh, – I haven't really told anybody Damn, yet. In
1: Japan, I, though, don't move on from that. Have oh, you bit, oh, you went – Yeah, I went with for the tension. Fight. Yeah,
2: but it was crazy because um, when we – when we landed – there's no English languages, like, signs to oh, guide wow. you. If it wasn't for Kenny Bayless, which has become – Kenny Bayless and his wife have become my Vegas parents. They – every time I come here, I'm here, like, three weekends a month. Just come. Yeah, I'm here a lot, bro. I come to stay out here. I come to the gyms. I come basically to make sure people know, you know, I, I'm around. Like, I was I was going to do um, – The Bones Adam Show, yeah, but then they brought uh, you know Jake in, and it's cool. Jake has been around for forty years in in Vegas. See, that's the one thing about me, and I talked to him about it a long time ago. I don't hate, I don't be getting like that because, to be honest with you, you guys kick ass in what you do, so you don't have to worry about some other podcast coming around doing whatever because you are solid in what you guys do. You you know shit. Our podcast is the shit. Like, I don't have to worry about nobody else's podcast. And that's the way you have to feel in your business. Like, dude, I've done Mayweather McGregor undercard. I've worked on Pacquiao Broner. I've done, uh, you know, the, the tension fight. I did the Saudi Ra- I'm, I mean, I've done big things already. I don't have to sit there and be mad at other people. Now, other announcers, they feel like once they make it, they stop talking to you on social media, stop liking your pictures. They do a lot of shit. And to me, I don't care. I like everybody's shit because I'm, I'm okay with me. If, if I... My dream was to be on ESPN and announce the MGM Grand. That was my, that was, I just wanted to do that because I used to go sneak into the fights at MGM Grand. Mm. I had connections, bro. You know, 50 bucks with the lanyard. I didn't know what the lanyard really meant, what power it had, until these guys were bringing me into the fights. I got to see Roy Jones and John Reese, dude, for $40. This dude took me through the kitchen at Thomas and Mac. I thought he was full of shit. Oh, you're going to take me through the kitchen, right? I said, I'll give you the money once you get me in there dude took me right to the kitchen Mm. i got to see that fight and shit i went all the way to the top i didn't want to get busted i had no tickets so I, i went all the way to the top but that's just that's just how it is man like i i don't need to be mad at other people for doing what i'm doing because at the end of the day i know everybody's fighting for jobs i'm not sitting there trying to take ray's job or jeremiah's job if it comes in my lap then it comes in my lap if if Floyd says, okay, I'm done with you, I'm gonna use somebody else. Okay, cool. I've done I've done what I've done, but I'm not gonna stop. I mean, we got the Southern Japan fight coming up. I'm gonna be in the uh, ESBC video game. Mm. I'm gonna be a feature ring announcer. Nobody knew about that. That's the first time that I Breaking told anybody. Knows. I've been waiting for that, uh, because uh it's 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 I used to make myself into video games, bro. You know, yeah, you I, Now they now now I'm good. Now they, 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 they on did it. They did it for you. Yeah. And uh and it's gonna be uh, Jimmy Lennon and Craig Stevens from England and then uh, I'll, I'll be the third and, and and final one. So we got good things coming. I mean, I'm 43. I've been in the game 11, 12 years. And 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 Kenny actually is the one that sat me down. Uh, I met him a few years back at the old Hard Rock, and he's like, "What do you do?" And my other referee friend, West Melton, was like, "He's uh, he does real estate in Arizona, but he's an announcer. Like he's been announcing for three years." And he says, "Well, how do you like it?" I said, oh, that's cool." My friend's like, man, stop lying. Tell him the truth. I said, well, I feel like I should be doing more gigs. And Kenny's like, can I tell you my story? I said, sure. And people dog on Kenny Baylor sometimes because they feel like, oh, he's Floyd's you know, referee and he breaks them up too fast. But let me tell you a story yeah, about I, this camp. I, I, I'm definitely I, I, I know, but, but I'm see, definitely buddy, a victim buddy, buddy, of that. He has, I, he has I, a... I
1: literally said that this week. Yeah. And he's like, what? And I'm like, what? You really gonna act like Kenny's not Floyd's ref? Yeah,
2: but he has a method to his madness when it comes to the referee. And he he uh he wants these guys to and he told me I want these guys to box it out in the clinches. That's why if you see him he does a tap, he won't really Engage in, in vocal if he doesn't have to, and he just says, you know, people don't like the taps. I warn these boxers ahead of time that I'm gonna be tapping you. I'm not gonna be yelling at you. And he, so he has a method. I mean, the dude's probably one of the best one of the best to ever do it. I, I you can't really hate on him. I mean, yeah, you know, does is there some fights that are different than others where maybe people make mistakes? Of course, everybody's human and everybody makes mm-hmm. mistakes. But he he, I didn't realize that he was out here in Nevada for 20 years as an amateur ref and an inspector, and they wouldn't give this dude a shot to be a referee. And he wanted to quit, like, multiple times. And he felt maybe it was racially driven. You know, why don't they like me out here? 20 years, man. Think about this. Like, say you guys did a podcast in your, in your basement, and nobody watched that shit. And for 20 years, you're like, man, I'm done with this shit. I don't want to do this anymore. And then all of a sudden, you get a shot, and your podcast becomes the number one in the world. Like, this is what happened to this dude. 21 years. And I'm sitting here bitching, because in three years, I feel like I should be in Vegas working every show. But 21
1: that, years, and he was a licensed ref already? He
2: wasn't a licensed ref. After 21 years, he became a, a pro ref. And I'm sitting there, I'm like... So,
1: so what? He was trying... He was an then-
2: amateur ref out here, and then he became an inspector. So those are the guys in the red coat. To go and make sure you know you're not giving yeah, these guys yeah. adrenaline or whatever. I said twenty years, man. But
1: why? I'm I'm so lost as to why he couldn't become a ref. Well,
2: because they just didn't let him in.
1: The Nevada State Athletic mm-hmm. Commission. Yeah. Wow.
2: Twenty years. So it
1: was my mafioso over there.
2: So I just so like, Floyd's man. recommendation got him in. No, I don't think so. I think he just you know he had been he started in the '80s, in the '90s, and. You know he's been refereeing for a long time already, but I'm just sitting there like how am I gonna bitch for three years announcing when you? We got to get
1: Kenny on this chair. Yeah yeah, 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 you got. I gotta got know to. what happened in that twenty he, years. He like, what was he doing outside of amateur refereeing? Teaching. He's a teacher. Hmm.
2: Teacher. He had. He taught. He and his brother Kermit, his twin brother, were teachers. And ever since he told me that story, we've just been inseparable. Like I, I, he basically like man told me like shut up, dude, just do your thing and don't quit and put your head down and do keep what you do. And and that's what I'm doing, man. So shout out to him and his wife Lenora. They're they're really good people, man. So every time I come out here, they're like my parents. They feed me and. All
1: and that honestly, shit. to have eleven years, twelve years doing it, and have that resume that you have, you've been uh, very blessed, man. Yes, no I, bull.
2: I have, and that's why I don't get upset when these gigs don't go my way. You know, there's a lot of things happening. Buffer and Lennon, th- those guys. Like, I I look at Jimmy. I'm like Jimmy, when you gonna stop, man? You know, like when you gonna take a break? He's his schedule's crazy. That dude works more than ever now, you mm-hmm. know? PBC's rocking a lot of shows right now, and and uh, I have done some undercards for Britney in the past, and, you know, whenever she needs me, you know, I'll go work for her. But right now, until Floyd keeps doing what he's doing, man, we we rocking it. Like, I do other things for Floyd, too. Like, we, he's been to the Thanksgiving. Like, he does the Thanksgiving drive every year, feasts, you know, 1,000 families with a full Thanksgiving dinner, but we don't get no media out there. You know, the media don't show up for that. Except he's been there a couple of times and he's covered it, which is cool. Uh, they do a back-to-school drive that I come out here for. Uh, they give away about 3,000 backpacks with a full school thing. And we really don't get no, no publicity for that either. That's just certain things that, you know, you just do. As I get older, Ness, I, I feel like my, my story in my neighborhood back in Phoenix, like there's a way out for these kids. Mm-hmm. And if you could just save a couple, man... Um, that's that's what the focus is. Man. It ain't even about, oh, I need to make this money. I need to be on TV. It's like, do I need to bring these these cats some awareness that they can do whatever they dream of doing. If I did it at 32 years old, you know, and I'm on pay-per-views, and uh, I did uh, David Benavidez and Ronald Gabriel, my, my okay. the very first title fight uh, at uh, at the Hard Rock, you know. And that, to me, is my number one. It's not even the Mayweather McGregor because David, I've known
3: those kids. You remember the date of that fight?
2: Yeah, it was... A,
3: September, September 9th 8th or 9th 9th yeah. Today's the anniversary 2017 2017 Oh, okay, so we're five years away from that That's how, how, how? Actually, I, I think it? that No, I think it was the 8th. 8th It was a Friday,
2: yeah Yeah, it was the 8th it was And the 8th. it was crazy because uh, Jimmy Lennon got booked in Europe And Kenny and Skip, he used to produce it for PBC They're like, you want to do it? I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it And it was crazy because I've known David, you know, since he was a little boy at 250 pounds, bro mm. You know? And, uh, and, and for me to be able to do that, my first WBC world title fight, and I got my boy standing there across, it was, it was ironic. I had Ronald Gavriel, my Mayweather brother, and then my little brother across the way. You couldn't really ask. Uh, Bittersweet, though. Yeah, you couldn't really ask for any, well, it anything. What was a draw, more. so... Oh no, Oh no, no, no. Oh no, David, know, they, David yeah. won. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. A lot of people thought or some A pe- lot of people did think it yeah. was a draw. It was a it was a close fight. it, it was a it was a close good fight. Close he went back fight. and made it more definitive in the oh, second yeah. one. But I gotta so tell much.
2: you, Ronald Gavriel, dude, like not to get off the subject, but that cat, I told him I said, I've never seen anybody take a punch like you take a punch. You stood up to David for twenty four rounds, bro. Twenty four rounds, like I never seen anybody do that. I mean, at the second fight, he went to the hospital. I think he had a broken rib or something like that, but you know, we we're, we're blessed, man. We're blessed and we continue to do the things that we do and and uh hopefully in the next 10, 15, 20 years, I got I'm 43. You know, these guys are doing it. They're 70, 60, 70 years old. Uh, well, hopefully we we'll, we'll get these opportunities and just be on uh, regular Doesn't television. that
1: motivate you? It does. Cuz I swear I look at you know, and they're not really my contemporaries because I'm not a journalist. So I, I'm behind the mic. Yeah. Uh, but I look at, like, I always tell him, like, man, look at Ioli, look at Rayfield. Like, I got hella time before I get, you know, their mm-hmm. age. And uh, so there's still a lot of time, and you're only 43. No, you, you guys could,
2: are building. I mean, I'm the same I, I just heard you're 43. Yeah, I'm as 43, well, right? yeah. Uh, but you guys are building something really, really strong here. You know, like, i I seen him and what he's done. And you've been strong, you know, for a long time. But to to bring him in, and and for him being a fan to like being so knowledgeable now, like it's it makes me proud because it's like you're supposed to be happy for your friends in this Mm -hmm. business, right? Some people do not get happy for friends leapfrogging or doing other things and being successful. I just don't understand it. That's why you know one of the things that I have a problem with, and I'm just going to say it, you know, just because I'm Rambling Ralph and sometimes I don't have no filter and, and and. but sometimes people need to really be happy for one another, man. I'm happy for David Diamante. I, I really am. Because he's he's grinding, dude. That dude's been grinding for 20 years, man. You gotta respect You gotta be happy for that. Like, you gotta, there's a pecking order here, and you have to either accept it or do dirt to get your name in there. And that's not me. That's just never been my type of shit to do that. And we respect everybody. You know, I'm hosting the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame every year now. We're doing the box expo. I'm hosting that now. Nice. So there's other things that that we can do besides having to, you know, to uh, announce fights that we can make a big difference in this in this industry. So we're just branching out and doing what we got to do. I have a little podcast with SportsNista, uh, Cassandra Cousineau. but that. You know, I gotta hand it to you, man. It's it's really hard to be doing this every day. I mean, you have to make it your job. It's got to be your job, otherwise it's got to be a. Passion. Otherwise, bro, you go I tell hard people. for a couple of weeks, and then it's like shit. This shit just fizzles out, and then you're like, you done. But that's the thing. I tell though. people
1: it can't. It, it's not about going hard. It's got to be your passion mm-hmm. because it's, if not, you're just not gonna have the same energy day after day. To talk about the sport. But, like, for me, the reason I started is because I'd had no one to talk about it. My best friend, he's Cuban, so he knew a little bit of boxing, Cuban base. Yeah. You know? And outside of that, it's like, who can you go to? Thank God Twitter was invented and I found so many like minds. And then, obviously, the show was born and I was able to connect with people around the world that are just as knowledgeable as me, if not more. Right. And that's uh, that That was the beauty of it because typically, again, in Chicago, how was it for you? And, and you left early, but how was it in the army? Like, were you able to have a serious boxing Hell conversation? No. Like, in Chicago, I
3: would only watch, like, the big fights, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, I, I honestly feel like the first big fight I remember watching was Floyd De La Hoya. Mm-hmm. Like I vivid, that was a great big fight to watch I, I vividly remember I was probably like 11 years old I vividly remember me being the one person To root for Floyd In <laughs> your family? Bro, yes Because I just felt like The highlights and everything Leading up to the fight they were showing Because that fight was a huge deal, right? I'm like, man this This guy's like So slick and nasty with it, right? But in Chicago I really wasn't a big boxing fan It was just the big fights Moved out here I didn't have any friends to talk boxing. Like, my closest thing was guys in the military that were UFC fans that I would try to convert to boxing because it was like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, le- good luck with that. At least they're combat fans. And some of them were, right? Some of them were. Eventually, I did get, you know, a friend in there that was. Knowledgeable mm-hmm. enough, but it still wasn't it still wasn't it it's not like the internet and I'm gonna be honest with you like for me it was i you know I would go to all the fucking events like floyd Floyd really does a lot of a, a lot of events that people just don't know about and you know me as a fan, I would go and I'm like watching these people doing interviews and shit and i'm and obviously I'm watching the YouTube interviews too and I'm like. Yeah, actually, that's wrong, Or Actually, he got this many wins. Actually, no, nah, he got beat this year. And I'm and you like, realize they're not doing it right. Bro, and, <laughs> you know, shout out to you. It was, it, it, it was funny because, you know, Sean Zatel, you you know, he started with, or not started. Did he start with you? or? Uh, no, he started with,
1: I don't want to say Bleacher Report, but someone that was. Like Bleacher Report
3: with an extra word in that, so it was
1: like Bleacher something Report. Okay, yeah. but
3: but nonetheless, Sean had just went from the boxing voice to fight Hut. and I knew Sean just from being around, and he was like, "Yo, reach out to Ness, man. I You know, he he needs a guy in Vegas." So I was in Afghanistan the first time when I reached out. And he's like, bro. Oh, wait, so
2: you weren't you had you you barely came out here then? I didn't mean to interrupt you. Bro. No, I be- I just moved out here uh, March. That's what I'm saying. So you barely you barely come uh, stationed here. You were okay. I got you. Yeah, but I, I was so in this the tri-state. All time I was watching you. You were over there ah, in the tri-state I area. You. Then you
1: know, years of hard work. I I I, I moved. I so I moved my house. I moved to Florida,
3: and then this happened. So I was in Florida for a we're year. But he was still too. he he, <laughs> <laughs> he was still in Jersey when uh when we, we met. But he, he was like, bro. He's like reach back out to me when you're in america like you're in afghanistan so cool so Uh, i was shocked when you when you had to go because you were
2: barely getting hot
3: dude like you were no no that was the second time that's the second time the first time the first time bro the day i got back from afghanistan i like literally the day i get back i don't maybe facebook i see that he's out here and i knew he didn't live here so I, i reach out to him the day i get back this 2018 but when we had a conversation- On Facebook? Yeah, man. You so lucky I never
1: answered Facebook. <laughs> it took Alex like 90 days for me to get a response, for him to get a response from me I, from Facebook. I, I
3: don't know if it was- I, I know I reached out like every platform. Like, oh, okay. So probably IG. But I know Facebook was one of them. But regardless, I'm like, the next day we met up and just had to get started, man, because- I really wanted to do it, and I kept finding excuses not to. I'm like, fuck Yeah, you it. make excuses for yourself, dude. Always.
2: I like, you try to you self-doubt yourself a little bit yep. until you get in it, right? Like, Always. That, that's why this sport is so beautiful. I mean, it, it, like I said, that Roy Jones, John Reese fight, I was already a fan from my, my father and my grandfather. My very first fight was Louis Sharpshooter Espinosa against Jorge Paez at the Coliseum. I was eight years old. But when you go to these live fights, that's why I tell people, you sure you want to come? see me announce the undercars. They're like, why? I said, because if you get a ticket to Pacquiao Broner and you stay and you experience this, you're going to be hooked, dude. It's going to be like crack. You're not going to want to watch... Pay per view, no more. You're gonna ask me when we go to the next fight, mm-hmm. and, and it just grabs you, bro. It grabs you, and there's stories like his, like mine, like yours, in every corner of this sport. You yep. don't see no Harvard grad saying, Well, shit, I'm gonna go and test the waters in this professional boxing game. No, you don't no, see that. Nah, he'll you, this yeah, dude, is uh, like, like a it's it's
1: it's definitely an inner city uh sport and business, and and, and it's filled with entrepreneurs. I, I did want to get to uh japan and and just some of the cultural differences for you being mexican trying to find food (laughs) out there the first time or was that difficult and did you go out there with the mindset like I already eat Mexican food back home. I want to try
2: new things. No, yeah. Like, for me, uh, I was excited. I'm a big sushi head. Mm. Uh, Shouts out to Sakana out here. You guys been to Sakana Never.
1: Sakana? No. Bro, you, that... How
2: that, you spell it? Is uh, that... way? but ain't. is that
1: like a Floyd sushi? No, 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 I'm no, no, not... no,
2: no, 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 no. Listen, okay. dude. Like, listen. You know, I'm... My, my guy... I, I,
1: like, I like Danny's all-you-can-eat spot. No, yeah, yeah. It's an all-you-can-eat.
2: <laughs> okay. But but, but this, this place is like... Head and shoulders above anything. Uh, all you can. How eat. you I, spell it? S a k a n a. And usually, there's a spot out here in Rose Ranch because my cousin lives out here. she, that used to be my spot. And this this place kills it. Al three, the DJ for the UFC, put me on this place. Mm. And that dude's is real. Damn, quirky. two
3: thousand reviews. They must be really. Yeah, yeah, special. yeah. They're,
2: they're 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 jamming, dude. And they're all you
3: can eat is really inexpensive now, and I, it's y- bomb. You know, I believe you because you've put me on to like any recommendation it's like damn my let me hit up ralph like oh right I, I need a barber let me hit up ralph wait like, yeah
1: we I, need recommendations for philly i mean phoenix i'm going to that jake paul fight are good you, the are pressure's
2: you? on tuesday yeah as a matter of fact i reached out to tony holden and be like hey you ain't gotta pay no plane ticket no hotel ticket you know you need the undercars done let's do it like that that's the thing like i like i say i, I don't
1: okay tony holden <coughs> is the ma- ma- promoter of uh, jeremiah milton
2: yeah, he does a lot and of works a lot with top stuff rank. And, and, yep, yep. and most valuable. I think he is the one that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, will go out and get the license for these guys mm. and just, you know, I think that's what he did for this last fight. Anyway, I, I reached out to him. Look, it is what it is, bro. And I keep trying to tell people, like, you guys had uh, Big Mo on, right? Big Mo! Like, okay, all right, so look, that dude ended up friend requesting me, and I'm cool with that cat. He's, he's different in, in the sense that... His marketing is gimmicky. Is gimmicky, but it's working for him, right? Super. It's working for him. Yeah. He's getting to do some shows that he has not done in the last two years. He did the uh this bare knuckle thing in Florida. The now he's starting One, to get little little shows here and there and starting to get bigger. Fantastic, bro. That's awesome. I like that. I'm not a hater. That's real, real super cool, man. So uh, I think he was supposed to do the undercard of the last Jake Paul fight, and I don't step on nobody's toes. But I told Tony, "Hey, I'm on, I'm on Phoenix. If you need me for whatever, dude, I would do local shows after already going to Japan at home and do one fight mm. just so my son could see me, you know, nice and and help out with the rest because that's just what you're supposed to do. I'm gonna go back to Japan though on this food thing. I don't want to forget because you've already asked me twice, and I've been I'm a tangent kind of person, <laughs> man." Kenny Bayless, again, I'm, I'm gonna keep reiterating this because the dude saved me. I got off the plane, no English words, nothing, bro, all in Japanese. I had no idea where I was going. I would ask somebody; that didn't crazy. speak English.
3: It's crazy, dude, and it's like they know
1: English is the first language of this world. They tripping,
3: yeah, but how? It, it's still they don't accommodate for other people in America, which is crazy. Where do they get the most of their tourism dollars? You would figure you would cater to that language.
2: There's nothing in English over there except McDonald's, dude. Jesus. Yo, and and
3: you know what? Is I've never been um but I've had I've had a friend live out there and I and she's traveled all over Asia and Europe. She, that's been her biggest complaint was that America doesn't cater the, to other countries and that the rest of the world does cater to English speaking countries. I don't know cuz I we couldn't find someone speaking English the life But but
1: Danny, us. I think that's why like because and I don't know if this is factual, but it's a kind of a phrase I've heard throughout life that English is the, you know, the first language. So it's like, why would Dang. America In put Dub- something else up for the tourists? Like, yeah. we are the first language.
2: So it's like. In Dubai and, and Abu Dhabi, they all, they all speak English, bro. Because they know it's dollars, bro. Mm-hmm. Um the so, tourism, I, I, that's what I thought. So
1: maybe it's Europe though. Maybe Europe goes there because Europe is big to travel. Like they come to my country a lot. They travel a lot, uh, Europeans. So I don't know. Maybe it's not Americans, but food and Kenny Bellis.
2: It was crazy. Uh, so Kenny's like, I got this lady named Chisa out here. She's a representative for WBC in this area. She's gonna take us out. He says, I'm gonna take you to the hood. I said, We're going to Tokyo hood. He goes, Yeah, we're gonna go eat in the hood. <laughs> man Kenny it wasn't no hood first of all there's no garbage in Tokyo you know you get in a subway and I'm not not knocking New York but you know it It smells fun it smells and you know people don't care they urinate everywhere the trash everywhere whatever it is what it is right man in Tokyo you get in the subway and if you throw a piece of garbage on the floor your ass getting thrown in jail over Mm. there so spotless the subway was spotless (laughs) the train spotless I mean, they just have a, a respect that is beyond what I've ever seen. They respect their elders. They bump into you. They don't care how crazy the road is, and they apologize. You know, I went to Brooklyn. I got hit twice in the shoulder. I wanted to fight somebody because they'd, be <laughs> like, they'd be like, you know, fuck you. They just keep on walking. You know, that's just the way it is. But, um, yeah, it was it was a little rough, but I got to eat. The best sushi and tempura that I ever had in my life. Nice. And it was in the middle of this little hood. Uh, again, we didn't get a chance to stay very long. I think this next time I'm going to stay a few more days in Dubai. We stayed three weeks. I got to see the wow. whole. Yeah. Yeah, three weeks. And they spoiled us, bro. Wow. That, that that And they don't even have a boxing commission over there. Uh The dude that works with Badu Jack, uh, Abdul Amir. Yeah, yeah, Amir, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is actually spearheading a boxing commission over there because they don't have one. Like, it's from scratch Mm. and you got all this resources and funding but you ain't got no commission so shout out to him for working on that because it was makeshift when we went and he made it work but um, yeah, I can't wait to go back. The culture is there, it's cool but the lady did say that McDonald's is fucking up the kids diet over there because they all eat real clean and healthy and then you got but it's, McDonald's it, coming into Tokyo And it's just jacking everybody up
3: But I thought it's, Isn't it regulated? Because they You know We're the like Unhealthiest country in the world So don't they have it regulated yeah, To fit that their
2: Money talks bro You get that McDonald's in there And mm. you, you You start Pouring in that money People mad They there. like
1: Yo English isn't the first language bro. It's the It's the language of business It's the language of business James Valdez in San Antonio says Do you watch
2: female boxing And why Or why not I do watch female boxing. Uh, I have a good friend, Sue Morbina that got a okay. fight on a couple of uh, Golden Boy cars. She's in my area. And Layla McCarter, man, she's she plays poker with me out here. I'm a big poker player. She plays poker almost daily mm. at Caesars Palace, and, and I really root for her, multi-time world champion. Look, uh, is there a lot of knockouts? No. Uh, I got to announce Amanda Serrano's record-breaking title mm-hmm. uh, fight in Brooklyn. She's a cool cat. There's a lot of cool females, man. They just don't get the opportunity, right? Like, I really do wish, though, that they would go to three minutes. I'm a big proponent of that. And the reason for that is because it's like this. I had a conversation with Jack Reese yesterday because we at the NABF conference this whole weekend. And he's like, look, he's like, why do you think we should go to three minutes? I said, because these girls get pounded for a minute and a half, two <laughs> rounds. And there's no steam, though, right? Like, you you could hit somebody for a minute and a half, and then the round's over after two minutes. If that round was three minutes, you may be able to take that girl out. She would get less punishment. I know it seems weird. It sounds weird. But I think if they went to three minutes, these fights would be shorter, and these girls would take less punishment. That's just me, because there's not really a lot of knockouts. I mean, you guys were just talking about it earlier. Mm -hmm. Even Clarissa Shields doesn't go in there knocking people out in 30 seconds. There's no more Ann Wolf. Uh, in this generation, there is, there isn't one. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Well, there is. She just ain't getting the shine yet, man. She actually looks like Ann Wolf. Is 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 part of the LGBT? Who is it? shadeja Green. Oh yeah, yeah. You
2: talked about her before on one of your yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting for
1: someone to give her an opportunity. So
3: they, you know, she's like eight and oh seven KOs. Yeah, KO, yeah so. that girl's
2: good. You're right. I, you did talk about her uh, on a
3: previous podcast. I do remember. Yo, so watch this. So English is the most popular language in the world. So right? then I won. That's but, it. Don't don't. <laughs> no, that's it. Just let them be mad. This is interesting though. Not by much. Mandarin, a very very wow. close second. But here's the interesting fact, and it kind of goes—it kind of goes to what I've been saying about about the rest of the world catering to more than double of the English-speaking population is non-native, meaning they second language yeah, or second more. Generation. So, ba- or so meaning basically they learned it for a reason, you know. And
2: I don't know. And, and look, do English not getting off the subject, but it's a hard-ass language to learn if it's not your native language. I mean. I'm close in Arizona to the Mexican border, and I have friends that are, they're like, man, it was so hard for me to learn this language. I mean, you got a word like two. And I said, yeah, what's wrong with the two? He says, well, you got T-O, T-O-O, and T-W-O, and they mean completely different things, and yet they're only separated by a letter he says it and this is very difficult you know it is. and and who you said who told you this my, my friend of mine that like he'd be
3: and what's his first language his first language is
2: mixed, Spanish yeah and it's, it's s- easy for them because it's spelled the way it
3: sounds yeah right? but Spanish Spanish is literally like one word depending how it's being used it's got it, it can be spelled six different ways mm-hmm. depending how it's being used so it's like the majority, yeah, beginning of it will be the same, but the ending, it'll be... I'm like, bro, what the fuck? And then everything <laughs> has an accent over it. Bro, I got to see in fucking oh. Spanish class. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo, did, did you, just... you see the tweets between Bumgardner and McKellar, Mayor? Oh, my God. They, they too much. This is what I'm saying. I hate that this fight got postponed. I think you talked about it, but you didn't give us detail, Danny. I just want to say it really quick. Um... Obviously, uh, Bum Gardner says your ass whooping got postponed. Have fun making weight again with two live out loud emojis. McKellar Man comes back and says your payday got postponed. Have fun going back to being broke.
2: Biatch, Alicia Bum garner was in Phoenix. Ooh. I we got them a ticket to come to the Iron Boy show, and then they that's Rick Ramos, right? She she will rip. Nah, who's who's the who's the girl that Rick Ramos is trying oh, Jessica. Oh, Jessica McCaskill? Okay, excuse me. I, I, I misspoke, but yeah, McCaskill. I, I don't right. know man. I think it's, I think um it's even going to be even better now, like this double header is going to be
3: even better now. but yo, did you see that um the penciled in date, not official official penciled in though, is October fifteenth, which currently is floyd's exhibition, mm-hmm. so you you're, you're ring announcing so no, no,
2: our our is coming up literally like in a couple weeks. we out of here like next week. I had to just send my last passport photo in because Japan's still closed, like COVID closed. What? Yeah, they're doing weird shit. They had to send me. I had to send over a new passport photo. COVID, my my Clear app thing. So yeah, we still we still doing crazinessness over there.
1: Yeah, well, on the fifteenth, you got Haney, wild Wilder, Helenius, Plant, Durrell, Shields, Marshall, Bear, uh, and Mayor Bum Bum Garner. Mm.
2: So you're gonna go to Jake Paul. You're gonna come to Phoenix.
1: I, uh, that is my plan. You going to come too?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Good, if I'm going to
1: take, yeah. take you guys out. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll I, you, you know, lift it's crazy. I've
3: lived here all this time. I've never in my life been a Phoenix. You, you'd enjoy it. Never been And a
1: yesterday we had a
3: Phoenix guest. He yeah, said that's my little dude.
1: Bro, he said that the, the t- flights was $38.
2: Yeah, that's Frontier though. Uh, they ain't going to be like that next weekend. I try to bring my girl out here for, uh. Ternilla. For, oh, dude, they, Vegas is smart, bro. Cause they know the little Mexican cats from Phoenix and, and California. They're gonna pay that flight, especially because they want to What they drive raised home. it? Yeah, it's like three hundred bucks one what? way. So yeah, one way. One way. Oh wow! My man
1: just came for thirty eight dollars. No, yeah, yeah but you, you gotta, gotta fly think about over it here too. It was, it was it was
3: it was a weekday too. Yeah, Southwest man, I, right now I, running us. I'm special. flying
1: out on a weekday. I'm doing fight week. No, 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 no. no <laughs> I'm just saying if if
3: I fly out because honestly I'm struggling. Fight, if you're coming for the fight like he was trying to do next weekend. Bro, you come in maybe the weekend, so Friday... You know what I'm saying? If you come in Friday... But you know... I, yeah, I, I, that's the
2: mistake that people make. Yeah, I know you're
3: talking about for them, like,
1: but for us, you know, we get... we. I, I try to get there Wednesday by yeah. the latest. But that's,
2: that's what I'm saying. That's the mistake that people make. When you come to Vegas now... You can't just be doing this Friday to Sunday. Months. Nah, you got you to come Thursday to Monday. You might as well just do it. If you're going to do it, just do Especially, it. Especially if you do Monday, you definitely
1: going to get a, a cheaper flight. Mm-hmm. I, leaving Sunday is tough because everyone wants That's to leave right. to get to work Monday. Right. But if you're willing to sacrifice your Monday work, oh, yeah. you're going to get a dirt cheap oh, yeah. ticket. You're going to get dirt
2: You guys have dirt cheap going over there, right? There, there's, i there's, don't know
1: if i'm flying yet like I, i'm gonna be real i never I smoke fly too over much here, bro i never
2: fly over here when i come from oh phoenix. so you drive
3: hell yeah how much how long is it bro it's four hours you oh, know no, by the time i that. get to
2: the airport so i think you, hours, i remember?
3: thought you told me six no tucson tucson yeah tucson six tucson that's where i've been okay i've been to tucson oh, you there. drove
2: right through phoenix to how far to is yeah
3: i was covering a fight in tucson ralph how far is going
1: to be the jake paul fight from here
2: is it four hours? It's or? four hours. It's actually oh, right oh. when you come in, the Phoenix. Oh no, I'm, I'm busting down.
1: that down in the vest, smoking yeah. like ten hareem joints. <laughs> Kidding me? I can't, man. I hate like renting. Like, look, I want to go see Shakur before he leaves, and I told him like I think we talked about it, and we have to leave like Monday, come back Wednesday, and it's like to fly over there to rent a car, to rent a hotel, to turn back, man. But uh, but that that trip might make sense to fly. Because we not staying as long as we did the last time. I definitely want to try to get that done because it's fight. he's about to leave to North the following week.
2: Bro, I got the he, worst weed story that just happened to me. What? No, last week. Well, you know, Bob Ware, he's got bad back, so he likes to, you know, m- uh, medicate. And I guess he has
3: his... Uh, Damn, I ain't know. I said Man. Oh, yeah. I'm, no, I'm, no, no. It's big time. I'm going to tell Bob today. And, you know, man, I'm Yo, shout out, to, sh- sh- shout out to Bob... Uh, you know, I know he got jammed up in, in fucking Australia, man, They, you know, yeah, dude, and, that was and, man. in that situation. But, you know, Bob, very quiet guy. Even if you were around him, he quiet. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I've been for, I mean, not to the level of you, but I've been fortunate to be around him a lot. One of the best uh, cutmen in, in the game. You oh, know? you see what he did to Jake Paul's cut the
2: last time? He, that He didn't get enough credit. That cut that Jake Paul had was nasty, bro. And in a matter of two rounds, that cut was non-existent. And I get happy for, you know, when my friends are cut, man, I get happy when there's cuts because then they get to show their work, you know. But this dude. You know,
3: and for me, I get to see it. See, you get to, that's a great example of seeing the work fight night. I get to see it in camp, Mm. you know, and I get to see him work with with top level fighters Mm -hmm. or fighters who have injuries and help protect their hands, you know, with with the work that he does. Well, this
2: asshole, he's one of my best friends, but I got to, I got to. Um, I'm gonna put him on blast here real quick. Now that we're talking about the subject, so he had this uh, this brand new this gravity bong thing that.
3: Oh you know, yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Okay, I've only heard about Dog. it. Dog, don't fuck with it. Dog,
2: no. Too much. Look, I don't smoke, right? I said, you don't know, want back hurting too. Let me get, let me try this. He said, it's just a, this the a vape, man. The smoke, just inhale it. Dude, I felt like I got hit with a Mike Tyson uppercut, left hook <laughs> combo. I swear to God, dude! In two seconds, I couldn't even walk, and I don't smoke. All my friends that are watching, you guys know I don't smoke, and I just, you know, my back was hurt. I said, "I'm gonna try it, bro." I was sick for like two hours. I thought I was gonna die, dude. And I said, Never "That's because you don't smoke." Well, that's no, why. I mean, I see these videos of like Lever taking these big inhales, dude. You can't you, but, can't, you can't, you can't no, look at Whisk. Right. No, you're right, hey, you're right, you're Come right, on,
3: bro. bro. That's like, that's like, that's like, that's like, okay, right now. Give him a bottle of Dos Artes and then you guys just oh, go shot Dos for Artes, shot. Dude. You guys just go shot for shot. Nah, Dos Artes Yo, is my favorite. You take bro. twenty shots, he takes twenty shots, you'll be a lot better yeah. than he is. He don't drink. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You got the tolerance for but it. But I you know, you just take one little inhale. You
2: didn't think you don't think that your whole world's gonna come to an end when that happens. He had me on Bambi legs in three seconds, dude. Damn, and, and I'm just not. I'm just never gonna. Just I mean, shouts out to him, but man, the hell with him too, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> no, little David, you guys had it here yesterday. I, I gotta tell you, uh, in the gym that I work out, and he he's in there daily. Mm. When this when he tells you that he works out uh, firsthand, I got I got the second voice that the dude is a little killer, and he works out constantly. Uh, I got to see Dylan fight. The other day at the Nevada Capodillo. Boxing Hall of Fame. Okay. Uh, they did the Greenbelt Challenge. They got to announce his little fight. Yo, they bring Dylan out like he's Manny Pacquiao, bro. No, bro he had a like star. a
1: thousand people behind he's him. He's a star already. It's, it's insane. I know Top Rank is going to sign him because of crazy. Jorge's connection. It's crazy, bro. He's, man. he's, he's if, a star.
3: I If I'm not... Bro, he got like a hundred and some thousand followers. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm crazy. not mistaken, you know his wife. I'm pretty sure his wife still works for Top Rank. Oh, wow. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure, because I, I know she was working... Um, oh, wow. Doing like, what? Doing the travel for all the Spanish-speaking fighters. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's like the booking agent. Right, the right. The Britney right. of uh, top rank. Uh, for the... For you, the Spanish. Yeah, for the Spanish fighters. Um,
1: though. I got my producer being a hater, and he says, as a ring announcer, who probably values getting people's name right, could you explain why is it so important? Also, could you help Ness once and for all how to properly pronounce the name... Emanentus
3: Stenonius. Thank you for your help.
2: Emanentus Stenonius.
3: All right, first of all, Ralph. I'm probably killing First it. of all.
1: Show him if you want to show him.
3: No, no, that. no. I'll show him. But first of all, can you explain when you have a fighter who maybe you've never pronounced their name, you may not know, how do you learn to pronounce their name? So what I,
2: what I do is a little bit different than almost all the ring announcers. I learned from Bernardo Osuna mm. uh, three years ago, this cat... Even if he's not doing play-by-play, you should see my man's notes, bro. He shows up with a book full of notes because one time Joe Tessator got sick right before a fight, and they threw my man in there to do play-by-play. And he says, I will never, ever, ever in my life be in that situation. So, so he makes notes, and the dude, like, is super prepared. So he's like, you know— just show up early. So I show up at the weigh-in, and where the commission, when they check in, I sit right there, and I said, hey, how does your mama pronounce your name? Is it this, or is it this? How do you really pronounce your name? Like, Nonito Donaire is not Nonito Donaire. It's Nonito Donaire, and that's the way you're supposed to pronounce that name, and nobody does it. Like, I'm off the cuff, dude. I pronounce a Filipino name like their mama does, it and Mexican okay. like their mom does.
3: Like So- so you know there is a difference because not just him, I mispronounce names sometimes, but we don't get the luxury like you when you're announcing a correct. fight to sit down and correct. correct. Yeah, hey, you get a fighter meeting. You know we don't we don't always get that. So That's if there's correct. news to be reported, we try our best. Yeah, you know we're not trying to disrespect anybody, but. You know, sometimes you just don't know. But the way you and said a lot it, of these Eastern European
2: names is just difficult. No, nah, they're crazy. Like the way you said it is the way everybody else says it. So I would say, well, that's the way you say it. Until I spoke, I would speak to him. But a lot of those fighters don't want the problems either, so they just say, yeah, whatever, whatever. Like, yeah, some, yeah, some that's fine. Start, like he don't donite is okay with being pronounced on no there. He doesn't say anything about it. He just said, well, shit, everybody's doing it. I might as well just let it go, right? And and that's what happens. So. Yeah, I'll have to look that one up. I'll have to get back to you guys on that and do a call-in on no. that, because that. that that uh, So I'll pull him up
3: for you. He is... Um, WBA regular champ. He's just coming off the win over uh, Butaev. So he is technically in line for a title shot at welterweight. Obviously, those belts are... Uh, and you got to roll your R's too, man. Even if you,
2: you're not Mexican, you got to roll them R's, bro. Yeah, see? that that That's, that's tough, right? Imantas is, is how I would, how is probably, the first name is probably pronounced. Imantas, because Russian, uh, the Eastern Europeans, their, their, uh, their accents is almost like Latino almost. I mean, mm. so it's like Imantas. <laughs> and the last name is, is, is jacked up, right? Stanonius. Like, you, you have to really. You say did it
1: better that. than me. That's what he wants. He always wants me to say
2: Staniones. 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 But, again, uh, some of that letters might be might be silent, you know. It, it just depends. Like, and yeah. that's why we get the luxury of doing it. Some don't. I hear some, I show up to a card, and I'm like I mention no names, but they don't take the time, especially Mexican names, and you're not rolling your R's, and you're just not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And it kills me, man, because it's like, dude, that's the dudes. They may never be able to get on a broadcast again. They may never be on Showbox again. They may never be on a PBC card again. Like, why would you not take the time to really –
3: let me ask you this, because I've always wondered this too, you know, um, and I think that sometimes this, and and I mean no disrespect to any ring announcer, me but neither. I, I think sometimes this is uh, gets messed up more than the name itself, but who tells you where to say the city because... I feel like sometimes the the proper city isn't represented, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, how does that come up? You know, I I know you guys aren't <laughs> maybe box rec, yeah. So what they the, using what, box what, So wreck. what they do
2: is they'll go take from box rec, and then they'll say, okay, is everything right here? And then they'll be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, dude. During the weigh-in, these fighters don't want to talk to you about exactly. the fucking city. They're and dying. You know, he
1: knows that. He says it all the time. He don't even talk to fighters fight week, let yeah. alone weigh-in.
3: Yeah. So. No, and 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 that's why, because me even being in the industry, I was wondering, and I'm like, damn, I wonder because if I'm not mistaken, in the Wilder Fury three fight, they announce. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, Wilder Fury three. They announced Fury fighting out of henderson nevada now did he own at the time and was he living in for camp in his home yeah but that was part of marketing bro
1: come on man they wanted to make the white man that looks like he's an american be american that's why they brought him out in the fucking american flag like it was all about selling him
3: as an american to sell pay-per-view
2: was crazy i was proud for that
3: i mean yeah but he also did fucking mexican independence with the sombrero and Mm -hmm. the mariachi and but but are there Mexicans in the UK no, or no, they here? I, I, He's catering I, I, to us. No, I us. hear you. I'm I that I'm just pandering. asking him. Well, I'm just, that's asking, him. I'm that's just why, asking him. You know, that's, that's why. That's why I always
2: ask. I ask the same thing. I'm like, look, this is what they have as your record. This is the city. Are you cool with that? Mm-hmm. And if they say yes, then we roll with it. We run him hey, with have
3: it. have you ever had a fighter like nah, 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 yeah, Luis got Luis my, no no no? Yeah, Luis Adia to me the other day. Hold on, have you ever had a fighter like no? Boxer got my record wrong. Yes. All the time, because some of those cats count those Mexican, those Mexico fights mm-hmm. as like real
2: fights, and some of these commissions they don't. They're like, dude, you had thirteen and and0 in Mexico fighting dudes that were like one and ninety nine, and they some some commissions don't count those fights. Mm. Oh, I'm twenty three and 0 No, you're not. You're three and 0 You only fought in <laughs> America three times, bro. You know what I mean? Or what I, what I do is a lot of people don't do either is if there's a cat that really is struggling. And he's like one and eight. I will never, ever, ever read that record. I just say veteran of nine fights, three victories, yeah. one victory by KO. I, I I just can't do it, bro. Yeah, yeah you know That's what? nice, though. I, I I see them, and I, they went through the work, and maybe they're there for a payday, maybe not. But I still ain't gonna. I still ain't. Gonna and look, journeymen
1: like are that, needed, bro. bro. Of course, you know they're not meant to
3: win fights. They're talk, meant to give rounds. I talk about, um, and I know obviously. Mistakes happen, but I know you've caught it because I've caught it when a ring announcer gives away the decision before saying the name, yeah, you know sometimes it'll be uh, a split decision so it'll be like and they give it away by like overruled by and you're like, yeah well, oh. I do the overrule too and and actually sometimes um
2: I only do overrules on like the first judge has a draw right like you're supposed to read it yeah, when you got a majority a majority decision or a majority draw, you always read the score that's fucked up, excuse my language, first, right? So you read 95, 93, overruled by judges, blah, 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 blah who have it 94, 94. There is some announcer that will say we have a split decision before even reading the scorecards. I don't do it that way because I love the pop. As a fan, I always was like on the edge the of my seat. Anticipation, When, when the scores were coming out. If you... Like, the other day, what fight was it There was a uh, uh, split decision? And then the scores were read. It was, I think it was the Andy Reese fight where the, two of the scores were just... You know that because Luis Ortiz got knocked down three times that there's no way he could have that score. So you already knew, okay, it's done, right? I try not to do that at all. Uh, like, California has a weird rule where if it's a TKO, they count it as a knockdown, a KO, automatic. They don't give TKOs in California. So you get people like, man, it's TKO. Nah, bro, in California, it don't matter. It's a, knock, a knockout. So you get shit like that. Like, you get people coming up to you, like, in the middle of you announcing, like, Luis Adias, they have him as um, Boca Raton, Florida, but the dude's like, oh, Fucking Milwaukee, <laughs> and that's my dog, bro. So he, I am he I'm is from Milwaukee, yeah.
1: but he moved to Florida to train yeah. with John David Daxon. That's what I'm saying. And it it so changes.
2: I'm like, I'm like, bro, this is where you at. You get mail here, bro. This is what you know. This is what's on the paper. We asked you, you didn't say nothing. Yeah,
3: see, and it's funny because granted, we're not fighters. Totally different, but. Bro, my man's just moved here. in March. He's like, I'm a Las Vegan. I'm, bro, I rap Chicago to the day I fucking not die. Not like,
1: I'm a Las Vegan. Fuck all that shit. Where I'm at is where I'm <laughs> from. Mm-hmm. Especially if I fell in love with the location, is 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 better for business. Like I'm not gonna be mad. Well, at no. That. Like
2: in Abu Dhabi, they announced rambling Roth from Las Vegas, Nevada. I didn't say nothing to it. It's just you know you you as a ring guy.
1: announcer you want to be from Las of Vegas of course so <laughs> that's why I,
2: I live half of my life in Rose Ranch right up the street because you got to be here man you know and uh, that's why i think you know you guys setting up shop here is really good business dude like i'm really like i got told them you guys have a beautiful place here man and shout out to you guys man this just uh this, this is probably the nicest podcast studio I've ever seen in my life.
1: So, so Floyd, stop by, man. We looking for an investor to turn it into the <laughs> yeah, Boxing man. UFC Center.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. You know, um, it's a a lot of people don't understand that man. And like I said, before I started working with him, I was like in the masses. Oh, this dude be running. He don't know about that. No, you see him fight live. And it's defensive wizardry. The dude knows what's going on before the other yeah. opponent even knows what's going on. Totally and I've never right. seen anybody like that except probably Roy Jones in his prime, or Pernell Whitaker, or something like that. But at the at the end of the day, when the cameras are not around and you go to girl collection or whatever, and he's just chilling, bro, he's the nicest dude in the world. You bro. got any,
1: you got any coupon codes for girl collection? Uh, yeah. Let's go with me. Let's just go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Any
3: half-offs on them lap dances? Yo, <laughs> Ralph, uh, a couple things I, I wanted to ask you, yeah. uh, shit that I've never asked you before. Yo, it's funny. Just remember. Yo, you remember we made that $1,000 bet on, on Kayla versus Benavidez? Yeah. It still ain't happened. I know. Bro, we made it. Th- we were so fucked up. This is the first time I ever ordered liquor off Uber Eats. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> Shout out to, you know, I don't even drink no more, champ. It's crazy. You don't drink no more? Not really. Like, dude, and you you actually you're working your ass off, dude. Nah, bro. All diet.
2: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like that still work. Yeah. Yeah, you pass by, fuck, there's so many good shit out here to eat. Hell that's why. Yeah. I...
1: Yesterday my wife had fucking hamburgers and mm. I'm
3: like. Right. Hey, so you want you on the grind too then? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. No, but I'm in spot. Tell your story. Yeah, no, I just wanted to ask you though, has there been a moment or something where you like, where you like caught yourself fu- fucking up as you're announcing. and Yeah, and the cool thing is, is that only really ring announcers know when you fuck up, mm.
2: you know, and people that know what's going on. Like, there's been plenty of ring announcers lately that have been like, I'm like, damn, bro, you you know. And the the most recent one that, that was real big that was kind of huge that everybody knew was when Jeremiah read uh, – Gabe Rosado instead of Daniel Jacobs. That was massive. Even DeZone made fun of that whole thing and I felt bad for him. But at the end of the day, you know
1: Let me interject. Is that a setback? Like a fighter taking a
2: loss? Do you I, I don't Does know. your pay
1: reduce? Is it harder to get jobs?
2: You make a mistake you on know, that level? He uh he made a big apology and I kinda I like him and I messaged him I'm like, bro, don't make an apology. We all mess up, dude. We've all messed up. My very first fight, the ESPN fight. I messed up at the end and Teddy Allis read me a new asshole right on TV, bro. Really? Yeah. What did he say? I said, I I meant to say current NABF champion and I said future uh, NABF champion. And Teddy Allen's like, oh. So what does he announce to know that we don't know? What the hell is going on around here? It's like this old Tyson fights when, you know, it would be like the the Harlem Globetrotters against the Washington Generals. Like, what does he know that we don't know? Blah, 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 blah. And then Dan Rayfield picked it up, and and I never I never got an apology from him because I what I meant to say was the future, like that was what they were calling him, the future, and then NABF champ. And I said it all in one, and it sounded really bad. And he Dan Raphael talked so much shit about me that day, like amateur bush league, blah 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 blah. That was my first time, bro. So I had to take all this shit. And that was when Twitter was barely starting. So like I was on there, and my Twitter game sucks. I really need to get that. <laughs> I neglected it, dude. I you know because you can't you can't really see what's going on. It's just a lot of information, right? So mm-hmm. the Instagram and the Facebooks of the world is real visual. So you know that's what we what I what I started kind of leaning more to, but. Yeah, man, we mess up all the time. I mean, for Jeremiah, it didn't really hurt him because they still use him. You know, Golden Boy still uses him, and he's doing well, and we all mess up. Like, it, it's just, the thing of it is, like Michael Buffer, when he messes up, he just says, pardon me, and nothing happens to him because he's Michael Buffer. Jimmy Lennon messes up, oh, pardon me, and they're like, oh, that's Jimmy Lennon. That's okay, you can't, you know? I, I don't know about, about gigs and, and losing. You have to really, really fuck up uh, in order for you to, um, to really lose gigs, I mean, like I said, the promoter half the time they're not even listening to you because they're running around with their head cut off. Yeah, especially you know we got a show in Arizona called Iron Boy Promotions that I yeah announced uh, for
1: Emily used to work with them. Yeah, right? Yeah,
2: dude, you gotta come to those shows, bro. Those are lit. Like we my have, boy,
1: actually, dude. Those are lit. Let me tell shows, you, dude. The announcer used to be my co-host, James. Uh, what the fuck, McIntyre. Is that his last name? White boy with all tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Rocket, boxes. Rocket?
2: James. Myers? James
1: Rocket. Jameson Rocket. That's, oh, that's his name.
2: That's your. That was your call. That used to be. Yeah.
1: Dude, he, you know, he used
2: to spar Salito, Everything. Bro, do you know that that dude was my color? I, cause I do play by play for that that stream too. Yeah. He's a good dude, man. Bro, he
1: started with me. The reason he stopped is because the woman he married, they had that first child. He spent the night at my house well, in Jersey why, and everything. That's why
2: he's not working with me either, because they had another the child. Second child. And yeah. he's like, I really want to spend some time with my kid at yeah. home. I'm like, well, Rocket, it's only a couple hours, bro. Exactly. Because he's good, dude. Like he's very, he's very good. And very knowledgeable. Very Shouts good. Shout out to Rocket, man. I gotta get you back Jameson on the Jameson Rocket. Bro. He's very good. I didn't know that. Look at full circle, yeah. bro. Bro. But, but dude, our Hella- shows are crazy, dude. Our shows are lit. We had Mayweather fighters go down there. We had um, uh, Darren Cunningham. Yeah, he's out of here. You guys know that guy, yeah, right? Darren Cunningham. He fought on our on our shows a couple of times because they just get crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. We got three thousand. So, uh,
1: fuck. Emily is not with, with Iron Boy no, no more. She no. started her own. She, right?
2: No, she's working with this company called Del Sol. Okay. Out there. And she just signed. Uh, Yes, uh, Vences. Vences. Right? Yes, so we, we had her. him on the show. Yeah, and she works hard, man. She's been yeah. in the game for a long time, for a minute, and we all just trying to grind. You know, she mm-hmm. learned under uh, Cameron Duncan. Cameron Duncan. Yeah, and uh, she's been grinding for a very, very Ralph, long you time. Know you know your shit. Oh yeah, bro. She she's we've been we've been at it for a long time. I mean, like it's the same time when she started, when I started. Mm. You know, and she's been uh, doing a lot of work. I mm-hmm. mean, she learned from Cameron a lot. And then she was working with Michelle Rosado, the Raging Babe, for a while. Uh, she was out there in Arizona. You know, you know her well. Nessa? no? Not
1: Raging Babe, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm from Tri-State, so oh, I, right, I cover right. her shows. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually been around and working the business as long as her, in the sense that she was still doing like journalism. She mm-hmm. had a podcast with our the girl uh, Deandra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Deandra yeah, yeah. comes here. She I think she was here yesterday.
2: Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's just full circle, man. Like she, it I, is. I, I did a, uh, I announced shows for Michelle one time. I did a show. She's so passionate and so driven that shit. I had a fever, of one hundred and three, and I couldn't tell her no. Mm. She's like, "You coming?" I'm like, "Man, I'm sick." Uh, okay, you coming? And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm coming." One hundred and three, sweating my ass off in there, breaking a fever, but I couldn't tell her no because that's just how much, you know, she how important she was in, in my life. You know, and then everybody goes off and branches off and does their own thing. Emily doing her own thing. And, and Arizona's a little bit different, man. It ain't like Vegas. One thing I like about out here is that if someone's preparing for a show, like, say, Mayweather, we got a show at Samstown, every gym comes and spars in there. The Vargases would come. You know, uh, one kid that you guys really need to look out for out here, and I know you guys know him very well, is King Merriweather, that little kid, uh, Robert Merriweather. Yes, yes. Bro, i seen him spar cha- world champions established world champions behind closed doors. I'm not going to spill the beans of who it is, but damn, dude. Like this kid, if he stays healthy, he's going to be one of the best to ever do it. I'm not kidding. This dude is bread. You, I mean, have you guys had him in here? You got to no, you you bring him, a, him in. No, Mary him in the the, gym, we uh,
1: have Merryweather in here. Did we? Yeah. Oh. If Not this studio, the other studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, Bo, uh, Bo had him on schedule. He was supposed to fight at the
2: car that you were covering the other day. Because I remember
1: and we up. had Robert Merriweather. Then he was going to spar in, in top rank. I didn't make it. Bo made to watch a spar and mm-hmm. everything. Watch yeah. him spar.
2: Yeah. So everybody, Emily doing her thing. Shout out to her and Michelle, too. She's doing more like what I, I've been doing real estate on the backside for 20 years. I have my own broker shop. And Michelle's getting into like the flipping homes and stuff. And that's where the money. is. She's down, doing bro. an amazing job. Yeah, Let me tell you.
1: Down. I flipped a home in New Jersey. Well, not really flipped. That was my first home. I gutted it and and redid it and lived in it, mm-hmm. and eventually and sold, sold it. it. So it's that not really, a it's not a flip. Fix and flip, yeah. That's okay. But uh, you know, I was I'm very into interior design. Like I, I before I did that house, I watched like four years of HGTV and <laughs> nice. flipping Las Vegas, yeah, yeah, yeah. all that's type a good of show, show, bro. Hell the yeah. van-
2: even the Vanilla Ice flipping show. Was that dope.
1: show made me want to move out here, uh, bef- like years yeah. ago. Years ago, I should have done it back
3: then. Houses were like fucking one hundred and eighty, two hundred mm-hmm. and something thousand. Yep. Nah, bro, I've only been out here seven years, and I wasn't looking at houses when I first moved out here. But when I started to look at houses, bro, Absolutely. there was still shit for like one eighty. And yeah. this was and fuck, four years ago, fam. five years ago. Now you are know? paying four hundred and yep. up.
2: Now she hit the fan.
3: But How's back that been to
1: Michelle, it? I just uh, want to say that her interior design choices are magnificent. Oh, this last
2: house she just did. She did. It She's hood. making.
1: She's making, like, five-star luxury-style bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: Shout-out to her. She yeah. found her niche. Shout-out to her, too, like, big time. She's uh, And I told her, I emailed her. I said, girl, I said, you you really doing it. No, she Cause, got an I mean, eye. I, look, when you walk into that house, even if it's a little bit more expensive than the house down the street, the stuff she puts in there is worth the extra amount you're paying because it's high-quality shit. Like, it's just, it's just good shit. It's good shit. And uh, she's doing her thing, man, for sure. I think she'll, uh, eventually she'll end up having a show. Because she likes production, too. She's into that. She's into that. She does it well. So I, I think uh, I think it'll, it'll eventually turn into something good.
1: She had a great show I covered. One of um, Sonny Conto fought on it. She had like a little Philly special. Yeah. It even got picked up by ESPN. So she she she, she did her thing. Yeah. But I guess she realized, like, yo, I'm over here running around like a chicken it's a with my range, head bro. cut off yeah. for this small-time promotion. I could go flip a house, make a hundred k.
2: It's just at the end of the day, like we had uh, Iron Boy had Carlos Castro for the longest time, right? And Carlos Castro got picked up by TGB, and immediately they throw him in with Luis Neri mm-hmm. and Brandon Figueroa, right? No, no, no time to get used to or acclimated to a, the big time. You going in with the big dogs, mm-hmm. and it's hard. And so what happens is like me being in this industry on the back end. You see all these guys go through hell for years and then they make it and then immediately they're thrown into the lion's den. When I first got involved in the business, I thought, dude, none of these cats are making any money. I got to figure out what to do. So I thought of this box mecca website where I can have, you know, when these younger fighters, two and oh, five and oh, six and oh, seven and oh, they, they get these merchandise and they sell it to their fans, right? oh, I'm fighting, buy these shirts or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, why do you have to wait until you fight? Why can't I just set up with my dudes in the clothing industry back home and set you up a portal or a website or an app, and you don't have to pre-make fucking 200 shirts and spend all your money? They order one. My dude can make it for you in a day. We ship it out. You make your money year-round. Well, then I realized, dude, Shane Mosley and all these guys that maybe would – like to sell their merchandise, they're not going to want to be dealing with no clothing shit. Nobody does. Dude, it's a, it's, a, it's a racket, right, and they don't make them money. So then I thought about, okay, what else could I do for these guys so I can do a life insurance policy for these guys? You know, in America, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, I always wonder why these athletes like Larry Fitzgerald, shout out to him because that's my favorite football player of all time, I'm a big Cardinals fan, Patrick Peterson, why these guys had like three, four uh, foundations. All these guys have multiple foundations, right? Even Floyd has a couple. Well, I didn't know that you could pay yourself through your foundation, only get taxed like three to five percent, as opposed to thirty or fifty percent. Mm. So your paycheck can come from the Cardinals into your foundation, you only get taxed three percent, and then you know, you have to do your community hours or whatever. So I'm like, Okay, what happens if a Manny Pacquiao takes a life insurance policy out on himself? You could do a future capabilities earnings for $500 million because he could earn that literally from now until he dies. You cash it in and you pay yourself back annually $250 million. That's, that's happening in America right now. People are doing that. Big CEOs of corporations that are worth a billion dollars taking out a life insurance policy and then cashing it in for half its value and taking care of their whole family. And people don't tell people that. But what i've noticed is that these kids are lied to man on a constant basis when they're when they're really good even at the amateur shows you see these guys coming up and trying to you know sway them hey man when are you going to turn pro you know i got this over here i got this over there and they're constantly lied to and that's the only thing i don't like about the industry is that these kids are being told from 30 different people and being pulled from 30 different angles mm. and by the time it's real and you need that representation. You need to say, hey, man, Devin Haney, you're making good money right now, bro. Instead of buying that Bugatti and that big-ass chain you bought, let's go out and buy you a fourplex, or let's buy a lot and build you an eight-condo you know, subdivision so you guys can have money for the rest of your life. So I teamed up with Jill Diamond and WBC, and we're going to start doing that for these young fighters because you know and that's by, by, your, by your, your, your fix and flip, even though you lived in it for a while, real estate—any big baller, bro—has real estate in their portfolio. I don't care who it is, you know. Mm-hmm. That's true. And, and 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 these fighters have to understand that it's okay to have the chains, bro. It's okay to have the cars, but man, buy you that property, buy you that lot. So we, I, I feel like it's 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 my job and everybody else's job to be honest with you. That's in the industry to just kind of—you don't have to do it full time, but. Put put some put some programming out there. Put some feelers out there. Put a booklet out there. Do a do a, a couple of videos on how to teach these kids to make their money worthwhile. Cause I tell you what, you know just as well as I do. Look, and you really think King Kong gonna fight another two or three years? By the way, he looked the other day. Hell no. What 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 what, what are you done with your money, King Kong? Like what I, did you buy stuff? Are you good? Cause from one day to the next, your shit be over in a heartbeat. These guys get, just get used by these promoters and get I'm not trying to be an asshole but you don't never see them again. You'll mm. never hear from them again. These guys go to the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame and the WBC and they're asking for money to pay their bills. There's funds f- so that these guys from just 10, 15 years ago can pay their bills for one month out of the year. That should never happen, bro. More. There's no 401k, no retirement. So that's that's my next that's my next big thing, bro, is that I, I we got to we got to see what we can give back to these guys. So we we in a bunch of shit.
1: Ralph, uh, those are all the questions. Please give out your social media. If anybody that isn't
2: following you can do so. Uh, it's Ramblin' Ralph on Instagram, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-R-A-L-P-H. And on Facebook, it's just Ralph Velez Jr., R-A-L-P-H-V-E-L-E-Z. And I believe my Twitter, like I told you, my Twitter game sucks, man. Mm-hmm. I really got to get that going. Uh, I think it's Ramblin' Ralph MC. I'm going to be rude and check real quick. But I think I think it's... Ramlin ralph uh, mc so we try to make it better you know I, i'm on twitter a lot more now but man you know i'm way behind you guys got a, got that shit going on i man, my twitter game was terrible so
1: yeah man well all right we're gonna go ahead and take a picture with him danny you could go ahead and head out and uh i will right, just bro. give out these last couple of uh super chats yeah, real quick cool. and uh yeah, We'll get out there and we'll take this picture with Ralph after these few super chats. So we last stopped off, obviously, on Jonathan Kidder. I got Jazz Jazz 11 It says, cricket, rugby did not cancel. Robert Smith, head of British Board of Boxing, and Adam Smith made the decision, too. Few people have too much power today. Okay. Jonathan Kidder says, if Clarissa was smart and wanted to play the female ambassador role, she would stay in the UK for a bit and commentate the most powerful women in the world's death and use it to empower women in power. Okay. And that's a $10 super chat. I don't know if Jonathan Kidder was sending that in. uh, Oh, yeah, no, you landed on the keychain, which we do have to put you into that raffle with the keychain, Jonathan. So then we'll spend, obviously, for your big fat $10 uh, super chat. So we'll do that before I move on to the next one. Let me see here. All right. Um let's see, Jonathan Kidda, time to show you what you might win. Ten dollar Super Chat, Jonathan Kidda. Uh Uh-oh, Lonnie B Glove. So five more gets you in the runnings, champ. All you got to do is send another five if you want to be in the runnings to get that official Michael Jordan of the Super Middleweight Division boxing glove by Lonnie B. Up next, looks like S D X Renzi says, any bets for tonight's fight cards? We kind of went over that. Um, Brandon Glayton also fights today. Um, We would have to check that out a little more. I I don't know much about his opponent. I see he's fought a couple of commoner. Names that I know, but I don't know if Brandon uh, will get the stoppage or not. I need more research. Big Matthew says, me, PBC, owes seven people money from bets and disappeared. Um, I would tell you guys, like I've been telling you, stop making bets with strangers. Uh, the right way to do it with someone in our community is definitely to um, use us as the middleman you know hypothetically the bet is $100 you know both of you send your 100 uh we hold it and when it gets the money released obviously i'm taking a piece but at least you're guaranteed your money unlike now allegedly pbc running around here with all your money that's what i get i bet with the casinos and bookies y'all tripping man y'all want to y'all want to like poke your chest out at each other over a straight bet and not make maximum put profit, which is so stupid. Poke your chest out with your wallet, not with you beat your friend. But anyway, that is the last Super Chat. GTO, Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to catch my co Ringwalk Danny on Instagram, at RingwalkDanny. And we'll be back today at 12 o'clock for another episode live from
0: the wind. So check us out. Peace.